This is Cinema Degeneration. It's the Danger Game on WBS. Watch lovely Linda Summers from Big Fork, South Dakota, match her self-control against the horror of certain death. The more she screams, the faster the pendulum will fall. Can Linda beat the Danger Game deadline by surviving for more than two minutes? If so, she'll win a free week for two in romantic Hawaii. I think be a pleasure. I run computers. And it doesn't matter to me if I analyze men or rock samples. You're in the hate business, Sarah. I can't understand why you people won't let anyone worldwide TV. What is this for? It's nothing, Drake. It just keeps track of how you are and where you are. This red light here is you, and the others are your competition. It comforts me to know that you haven't changed in seven years, Cortez. You're still a snake. to be the first to fly. You thrilled to the savage intensity of hand-to-hand -hand combat. Now you're in for another exceptional human contest, the fight to the finish chariot race. 20 perilous laps of no-holes motorized conflict. Death is the penalty for a gladiator who leaves the track or refuses combat. Death will ride with every man as he fights for his life. Has Cortez ordered any other changes in the official program? Affirmative. What changes? All surviving gladiators to be dematerialized 20 minutes after end of games.
Alrighty, folks, welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, fools and ghouls, to another edition of our Wasteland Appreciation Month here at Cinema Degeneration. Uh, we are well into the month's festivities. This might be like episode five, six by now. I'm not sure. I've lost track myself. Uh, but we are welcoming our Grindhouse Pizzeria co-host and cohort in crime for this episode, Tommy K. Tom Commissar, how the hell you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. I cannot wait to talk about this movie today. I'm having a good day today. Good day talking with my buddy Cam and uh, sipping on an iced coffee, and we're going to have a great show. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, this was a first-time watch for you, wasn't it? It was indeed, man. And as usual, you came through with the suggestions, and I'm like, yeah, man, what could we do? And you're like, you put those out there, and the title caught caught my eye, and I go, that sounds cool. Looked into that and I go, yeah. And I never, I've never seen this one. And man, I, you know what? It's like you did it again, dude. You knocked it out of the park. You know, we're, we're gonna get yeah. into it, of course. But uh, I was very happy with this uh, and very, very, very entertained. It was, I, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good ride. Uh, good ride. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, but folks, we're doing a movie that has many, many titles. When I suggested it to my good buddy Tom here, I suggested it as the title of the movie that I know uh, know it as, as Warriors of the Year 2072, but it also is known as Lucio Fulci's, yes, that Lucio Fulci, Fulci's The New Gladiators is also known as Rome 2072 AD, the, the New Centurions or the Fighting Centurions, but we're doing it as Warriors of the Year 2072 because... That's how I got used to this and knew this movie, so that's what we're doing. Uh, this came out, and depending on where, where you look, it came out in 83 or 1984, but roundabouts then. So this is what they thought the, <laughs> I guess what they thought the world was going to look like in another 90 years, right? And they're right, except it's, it looks like it now. Yeah, it, <laughs> it looks like 2023. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this movie was kind of uh, semi-prophetic, in, in, a, in, a, in a manner of speaking. Indeed. <laughs> it had a lot to say about, like, uh, reality, the development of reality television, game shows, and... Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and a lot of people, I, I've seen people constantly call this a Running Man ripoff, but this came out three years before The Running Man, so it's really kind of the other way around. I, I think maybe a little bit. I, I think somebody might have seen this. Then again, is that was based off the existing, uh, you know, story by Richard Bachman, aka Stephen King. Yes, that's Stephen King. Uh, but still, I feel like uh, the the movie The Running Man owes at least a little bit to uh, this movie. I would say I, I would agree with you hundred percent. Yes, sir. But uh, yeah, this was done by Lucio Fulci, d- directed and written. Uh, it was also you know written by like as it usually is with these Italian films. There was written by about four or five different people, different levels of uh, story by, credits by, and you know screenplay by, or, you know dialogue by. But this is mostly done by Lu- Lucio Fulci, and the IMDb synopsis is as follows. In 2072 Rome, Italy, the ruthless CEO of a TV network plots to stage a modern series of gladiator games for ratings while one contestant learns of a conspiracy behind the true nature of the results. 
And for once, I feel like that's a truly comprehensive uh, summary of, of one of these films. Agreed. That, that, that's pretty much, that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the gist of the movie. I mean, that's right. pretty much gist what it's all it, about. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's there's murderous plots, there's uh, science fiction shit going on, there's horror movie stuff going on, there's action, there's drama. It's really, uh, it's got a little bit of everything. Agreed. But uh, I got to ask, before we get into this, uh, as the question I've been trying to, at least trying to remember to ask all my uh, my uh, co-hosts is, you know, with, with uh, our Wasteland Appreciation Month, do you have a favorite uh, post-apocalyptic, uh, dystopian, wasteland kind of themed movie? Oh, uh, well, no, oh, man. Um, I could probably name a, a few. Uh, Escape from New York. Uh, with I'd go uh, Escape from New York or Blade Runner, obviously. Oh, yeah, okay. Ad Max, but uh, oh god, what, does Brazil count? <laughs> I think Brazil's got to kind of count. That's sort of dystopian. Yeah, Brazil, uh, yeah. Oh, I'll probably go with uh, ah shit. I'll go with uh, Escape from New York. I mean, I don't know if I have a favorite. I got, I love a lot of them, so they're they're always fun. They're always fun to watch those kind of movies. So I'll go with Escape from New York. Uh, that's that's a good one. That's high up on my list as well. We we'll probably would have done that for the show, but we already did it for John Carpenter Appreciation Month. So, I, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Skipper New York, def, definitely. I mean, I've I've already revealed my favorite, which I'm I'm a, a basic bitch. I love me some Road Warrior. Oh yeah, well you can't. I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with any of that stuff. I mean, Mad Max. Well, the Mad Max stuff is always top shelf, and I feel like yeah. a lot of these ones, especially these. These uh, early to mid '80s movies are were just either Escape from New York or Mad Max clones, and I'm not mad about it. I, I, it created a whole, you know, sort of subgenre of post-apocalyptic dystopian shit that came out in that era. So I'm, I'm not mad at it. There are certain things, you know, when you see a movie, you kind of just like, like a slasher. Like you know, there's certain things you expect to see. Like when you read a romance novel, there's certain tropes, right? I mean, it's like that. Uh, not that I read romance novels, uh, but uh, oh, I, we know you do. <laughs> is my video on? Oh, no. <laughs> Big shelf full of romance novels in the back. No, but uh, <laughs> but there's things you know. So these like these dystopian, you know, these these post-apocalyptic movies. There's stuff in there that you kind of expect to see and you kind of want to see. So there's going to be similarities, but it's kind of like that's kind of what you want to, you know, it's kind of what you want to, you know, you want to watch that. It's the story. <laughs> So there's going to be a lot of stuff in there that they kind of use, but it's you know that's just the that's the adventure yeah. you're that's the adventure you're going on, you know. That's so the tropes that you you come to expect. You know, you come to expect okay. some some weird outfits, some homemade weapons, some weird vehicles, and uh, right. you know, usually that's, subterranean mutants and monsters. You know, this movie definitely has all that with the cool bikes and the cool stuff and the cool weapons and. They got some. They got it. It's definitely in this movie. I mean, they hit. They hit all the numbers. Yeah, they hit every number on the or every nail on the head with a fucking jackhammer. I think. Absolutely. But, uh, but uh, yeah, this was a uh, Running Man before there was Running Man. Uh, directed by Fulci in '83, taking place in 2072. Although some uh, reports and some of the uh, the the different titles for the alternate titles for this has the movie taking place in 2079. And right. some other ones have it taken place in 2033, but since the main title was Warriors, 
you know, uh, of the year 2072, that's that's what I'm sticking with. You know, the, I know a lot of these Italian flicks, everything is played very loose and fast, so to speak. Right. So, but I, I'm 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 sticking with 2072. Yeah, this isn't uh, 2072. We're uh, we're putting out uh, 2079. Uh, 2079. It's a different movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're putting it out with an putting it out with an alternative title, and they're just like you're trying to say we didn't make another movie. It's another movie. You see the title. Twenty. Does it say 2072? No, it says 2079. See, we changed the Roman Roman numerals over there. Yeah, you yeah. You need to learn to read Roman numerals. Yeah, and I like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I know. I was going to say. I I love how it opens. I, yes. I was just going to say, yeah, the love how it opens, you know, uh, by showing that uh, that rival American like TV show the called Kill Bike. Right. Like, I I really felt like this movie should have just been called Kill Bike. Dude, that 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 actually would have been a great name, Kill Bike. That'd almost be a good band name, Kill Bike. <laughs> you know, some biker dudes, biker punk band or something. But uh, um. Yeah, I love it because it just goes basically right into it and it shows like the big arena, you know, the whole gladiator thing. It's almost like, you know, American Gladiator where, the, you know, it's got the thing with the gladiators out there, on, you know, doing their stuff with these guys are on. They're all on their motorcycles uh, they're, and uh, their motor, their motor bikes. And, uh, you know, it's it's it sets it up where you see it's like, oh, cool. You know, and they're all going to be, you know, attacking each other and kicking each other's asses. Almost almost like uh, like if you're watching roller derby, you know, the Thunderbirds, you know, versus whoever. Yeah, it's like part. Th- it is part uh, a little bit of roller derby action going on. Kind of remind me of that. And then you got your hero, which is our our man, Drake, uh, which is he's like the golden boy uh, champion that uh, he's basically the kind of you know, it all kind of centers around him. Uh, yeah, he's and, like they keep saying he's the greatest uh, TV sports hero of all time. Right, and he and he fits the part well. He's like this really good looking guy, you know. Like just, I thought, he kind of looked like in certain lightings and certain angles, he looked like a a little bit like Keanu Reeves. With the, well, Keanu Reeves had a receding hairline, <laughs> you know. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Okay, I could kind of see that. Now I didn't really think about that, but I, he reminded me of somebody. Maybe that's who he reminded me of. I was like, it kind of reminded me of something. I couldn't place it, but maybe, maybe that was, maybe you thought of it and I didn't. <laughs> well, I've seen this movie probably a half dozen times or so over, you know, the many years of my life. But I, I just had that realization now because they had one shot that was on his face just from like, you know, the, the, the nose up. And I was just like, wow, you know, from the nose up, he really looks like Keanu Reeves. And they're like, a cu- I, I, I cut back it. wider. And I'm like, okay, not so much, not so much. <laughs> He's got the. He's got the uh, hairstyle though of like Sonny and uh, uh, James Caan and uh, uh, Godfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely has that, uh, that that male pattern baldness kind of yeah, thing going yeah. on. <laughs> really, kind of curly, like cropped to his head, kind of really like. It's like, like ooh, look. he's got Bill Murray hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. But- yeah, he's he's the man. Now, that's what we get from our, you know, our uh, our voiceover, our, our rolling voiceover at the beginning. Well, what's cool is they they kind of go from that, and then you you kind of already right off the bat kind of see something weirds going on here. They go to like this control, they have this like control tower or whatever. That's mm-hmm. just kind of like the main thing where like everything, all the stuff that you're watching and everything, kind of takes place in this this big 
thing that's a top kind of look overlooking the arena if i believe if i'm correct and um mm -hmm. and, and uh, it's got our main kind of villain is dude named cortez and he's 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 almost like the program director you know what i mean he's not the boss he works he's got a boss yeah, he's he's the acting manager is what I kind right. of call he's him. The guy, he's the yeah, he's like the general manager, like the asshole general manager, you know. <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, but Cortez, a great villain played by Claudio Casanelli. He's yeah, really really good. He's great, and I love the way he's dressed in the in the in, the, in this. I love the the costuming in this, the way they're all dressed. It's kind of like some of the shots. It almost looks kind of Victorian, even though it's future. It's like kind of got a Victorian kind of a British. Kind of just the way it's they sit and the clothing, and it's got this. You'll see, you know, there's certain shots, especially the night before when they do the big show, like everybody's dressed up and it looks like they're from the you know 1800s or something. It looks cool, but it's futuristic though. You know what I mean? It's like it, but it's just got a. It's very regal. It looks very, uh, very dapper. Yeah, and, yeah, like it's a great. Uh, the word I'm looking for here, uh, it's a great marriage. Of like that old school, like they rebuilt the Coliseum and they got like the futuristic city built up around it, but everything yeah. looks like like old school, you know, Roman Coliseum kind of days mixed with like new school. Well, new school of nineteen eighty four of what they thought like the future would look like. So that, I thought it was a great, like I said, marriage of those two kind of you know themes. And, and another thing I liked about it, of course, it was made back in those days, uh, so it, you know, obviously, it's going to look like that. But you remember, like, when, like, in Terminator, the, the Terminator, you know, like, they showed cool stuff, but you could, you know, look low budge. Like, yeah, like, you kind of knew it was uh, miniatures and, and, and puppets city. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, like, somebody built a city and it's, you know, in a dark room with cameras on it. And they got lights everywhere. And then they got, like, this spacecraft looking thing that just kind of goes across the screen. And, you know, obviously, it's, you know, it's not CGI, of course. And when, and, but, it's just like guys that built this stuff and they got it on whatever, whatever they got the thing on there and whether they pasted it in later or, or they did it with a, you know, however they did it or, you know, it's on strings going across, you know, this, uh, however they're working it. I'm sure it was on a string. <laughs> it looks low string. Yeah. It looks low budge, but it looks cool. Like it looks awesome. You know? Like it just looks cool. You know, it's like, you, you yeah, know, I kind of appreciate the, the, the artistry that went into shots like that to creating yeah. these forced perspectives of the models and miniatures. It, I call it the budget Blade Runner cityscape shots. I mean, it's you impressive. It's impressive good, models, though. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good uh, analogy or whatever for, for that. Because I, I remember that the Blade Runner things were always so cool when they the, the, they showed L.A. the whole cityscape and you saw like the the Coca Cola and like the all the Japanese writing or Asian writing or you know whatever and on the things in the right. neon. And this thing's like, you know, it's like a low budge version of that. They're, you know, they're over Rome and it's just like the city. And you could look at it like that would that would have been cool to see that set, like that room with those buildings and all the little, little yeah. twinkle lights. And they're like, so like, you know, that, that's got to take some time to build that. And, you know, they didn't have tons of money. And it's like, you know, so they had some real craftsmen put this together. And then these skyscrapers and that they look legit. They look really good. The spacecraft coming down. I mean, everything looks, it's cool. Like, I look at it and I think, God, that'd be fun to do something like that. You know what I mean? Like, make a city. To and, have uh, the know-how to be able to yeah, create yeah, stuff and that. be like, listen, we can make this look legit if you place the camera here and put some smoke here. And, like, yeah, right. just, just to ha have the know-how uh, how to do that. 
night, you know, just dark enough in the room, just show what you got to show. And then, you know, just me lose the rest of the imagination. And then they cut in between like the control tower. It's really cool. Like it's, it's a small room. You can tell them they got everybody kind of crammed in there, but it's cool. Like it's the, you know, the, it's really crude kind of element, you know, kind of the control panels and that it was just, but it looks futuristic. It, they did a great job of, like it still holds up. Like you know, it's a cheaper movie, and it's like obviously the things you look at it, computer panels and things. You know, obviously it would do, it would look different in today if it was made by today. Yeah, but they, but by looked, today's it, standards, it would be right. Right, but it looks pretty good. Like the control panel, like when they walk through the end of the hall and they're looking into the little thing, the little camera, and a little flashing little lights and stuff, and just the panels and stuff. That's it's like it looks cool you know they did a great job of doing that and just between that and the costuming and the lighting you do a lot of things too where you know they flicker lights you know like little like dark and then light dark and light it's almost like a strobe but slow yeah you know, it, this would be a, uh an epileptic's worst nightmare to watch as a movie right. there's would... some things where they're really flashing but they do a lot of stuff where yeah you know it's like they they, they use the lighting well and then they got the make the main desk for what, what they call that what junior is that like the main computer? Thing? Yeah, yeah, computer. I, I was getting confused. I'm like, who is Junior? Then I realized that, you know, after the first 15 minutes, I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, they're talking about the computer. It's Hal. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's basically Hal. And there's, right. there's a, and the funny thing is, there is a secondary Hal in this movie, yeah. if you think about it. We'll get into that when we get into the reveal, but to keep in mind, uh, you know, Junior is not the only uh, computer in this movie. I'll, I'll I'll give it away. I'll give that much away. They do a nice setup. They they get the, you know, they get the crowd thing. You get into the 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 whole setup of these guys on these bikes, and you know, and and it's a violent sport, and it's very popular. And of course, they set up our uh, our hero Drake. You know, the golden boy, the champion of all the bikers. You know, the bike racing. You know, champion. Yeah, he- He's, he's he's like, our lead. He's our lead. Drake's the the lead he's the superhero on the bike. Yeah, but he's the anti-hero played by Jared Martin. Right. Yes. And so they they do a good job of kind of building that up because they spend some time in that control tower where they don't just show like people like you know working on the, you know terminals and point and pushing buttons. They're all kind of doing something. They're talking. They have some good dialogue there of what's going on. And then you know they kind of build up where you know they need to get. They, they they need to you know they want they they got this new thing they're working on and they need him they need him to star in this thing so they so it goes it goes from that and then it, and then it, and then it cuts to another really cool scene where this house they basically you don't know it yet but they go to Drake's house now who's when the they will explain in a minute they start they're showing they do some they did some shots I, I kind of went for a little bit quick they showed the wedding of drake and his and his bride gorgeous yeah it like, yeah it looked like a gorgeous 1980s wedding very poofy you know really lots of the big gown and the big poofy hair and the big uh, it looked like something right directly out of 1984 if you got married you know, you know the big hair the big hair all everywhere. the hair and just all the frilly clothes you know the way you know all, everything and it, looked, and it was just like this gorgeous kind of dreamy wedding. And so they, they established that. And so now we're back where they're, they're setting up this thing where they got to get this. They got to get this show that they're getting started. They need yeah, because the new show, they're, they're trying to combat the show Kill Bike, which uh, 
Drake is already like number one on. So this right. ch- this channel, which is kind of like a, a CB, not CBS, sorry, uh, WBS. Right. The their answer to the American show is called The Danger Game. Right. Yeah, and it's just like okay, and and I I like the idea behind the danger the danger game, but it's just like a, a simulation game where like the they're showing somebody who's a contestant experiencing, you know, violent death, but they're like it's like a fake out because they have the girl that's in, that's a contestant that's uh, th- dreaming that she's having a. a a pendulum, like from pitting the pendulum, you know, come down on her and it slits right. her throat, you know, and one of those gorgeous, gory shots, like the, you know, full she is known setup for. Because when you first see it, you don't know that this is something they've got her. You, we find out that she's hooked up to these electrodes and she's in a chair and she thinks that this is happening to her. We, we used to, I, when I saw that, I was like, well, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. The first time I watched it, I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. It's like somebody's laying on their back with the camera, and you've got an actual pendulum that that's swinging, and it's going lower and lower. And the more she screams, the lower it goes. Yeah, because so, they even say the more you scream, the faster they die. Right, and so you can't help but scream. I think we'd all be screaming and shitting our pants of you know, like ah, don't scream, ah, you'd be yelling. And so it's it's so it, it'd be hard not to. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like God, it's got to be so. And then it goes down, and then they got a side shot of like her close up on the throat, and then the blade hits the throat. And it's a just you know, it's a gory horror movie shot of this blade going through her throat. And then all of a sudden, bing, you know, she like, and then you find out, okay, this is the Danger Game show. You know, this is like the the thing where they've got their show, where you know, yeah, like you were saying, it's uh, she's in electrodes, and it's all in her head. It's like you know, like a fear factor thing. You know, it's like you right, know, right. You're not, you're not really going to get hurt, but you, you know, you know, and you're not really going to get killed, but you think you are, and like you're, you're, you're just terrifying you, and then you wake up, and then it's like, well, you know, they have a game show host. Uh, oh, so sorry, uh, you were this close, you know. You got, she's like, oh, like, oh, I can't believe. And it's like, oh, okay, so that's the girl. So she didn't get killed, and she was in her head, and right, now we're right. on the game show. And uh, so that's a cool setup, too, because you're like, oh, all right. All right. So what, what is this? So what's going on? So this is this competing game show they got. So they're like, you know, we need something. We need something really better than this because people because people they're saying they're view, they're saying which would happen. The viewing audience is bored with this because it's like they know she's not going to get killed. There's no danger here. You know, yeah, there's say, no real danger. There's nothing there's at no stake. Risk. There's no risk. Yeah, nothing at stake. The people that are going through it or, you know, going, being terrified, but you as a viewer know that this person is not going to, you know, get killed by a guillotine, by, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 uh, pendulum. The, the, pendulum, thank you. <laughs> like, kind of, kind of a guillotine in a way. I knew, I knew what you said, but I knew what the, you meant. The swinging guillotine. So, uh, That'd be a hell of a weapon. Yeah, right. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, so like the people in Rome at WBS are, are you know, they, they want to fucking, they wanted something that's not going to fail against this uh, this American right. show because they're losing their audience. Right. So they got, you know, so what's, what are we going to give them? We're going to give them real violence. You know, we're going to give them real, something really that they, you know, something that's got a real payoff here. You know, you, you can, you, you know, you want to get out of prison. You know, you, you, you know, these, so they're getting these hardened, you know, these lifers that are going to be killed anyway, dead, you know, for whatever their crimes were, they're going to be executed. 
Yeah, they're they're basically playing for their lives in order to get right. a full party for their prize. They got nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose and everything to lose because you know yeah. if, if they win, they get out, so they believe. And uh, you know, and if they lose, well, they're going to die sooner than they were of being executed, but they're going to die anyway. So roll the dice, dude. You know, you want to. Yeah, go. they're at least going out on their own terms. They got a, right. you know, like a halfway fight, fighting chance. You know, I'll, I'll help the game. I'm a badass. You know, and then they got, of course, you know, so. Uh, so they get up to the point where, okay, so they set the show up and now we're at the house and, uh, we show a house and this house is pretty futuristic looking in its own right. Um, I, I don't know if this might be a real house that does this shit like that big, huge glass, like with the, with the framed in door with little pane windows and it opens up automatically. Yeah. I, I tried to find out some of the places that this was, uh, Filmed other than it was filmed in uh, Rome, but like, this looks really... like some house for real. Like this looks like a like I don't. I mean, this could have been a big set, but I was like, and it probably is. I'm thinking, you know, but I'm thinking of myself, like, you know, somebody with a lot of money could have had a big ass house, I guess, with all this shit on there and all kind of gaudy and that big door, you know. Like I don't know. I, I just thought this would be cool if that was somebody's house, like somebody that you know, one of the producers or something, some big shot and in Italy, you know, but, but basically what happens is, um, Drake's not there, but it's his, it's his new, it's his bride. It, it, and, uh, so this, this is a where I'll let you, you describe this scene, how weird it is with the whistling guys. Yeah. The whistling guys, they show up like, uh, they're, they're like, you get the idea that they're sent there to kill her. I mean, obviously they're and sent they're there talking. to what they're but, wearing, it's also like we talked about earlier, very Victorian kind of. Yeah, you know, almost like, like a, a cross between um, Clockwork Orange meets the Warriors. Downton Abbey. <laughs> huh? Downton Abbey. Yeah, it's yeah. Very, it's, it's, it looks, you know, it's very, like, very regal kind of British kind of these costumes. They look very Victorian. And it's these three guys with, like, 80s cool quaffed hair or whatever you know this like really and it looks like they're in uh they look like they could be in a model uh models for a you know prom tuxedo rental magazine right right they don't look like your normal like <laughs> hit men so to speak no no but they're, they're whistling they're just whistling the entire time which i thought was very odd it is weird and the way they jump around with the camera and the the flashing there's the that's like you can see there's like a white light and then it, on the on the subject and then it goes black, then white light, then to dark, black shadows, then white, then black. And it's like, what is, and it's, it's very unnerving. And then. Uh, well, she's supposed to be a very high profile uh, actress in Hollywood. Her name's Susan. And right. she's played by Valeria Cavalli, who I thought, like, she was the spitting image of Deborah Winger. She looks so much like Deborah Winger. I could see that. Yeah, I could. I, yeah, definitely. I didn't think about that when I was watching it, but they're looking. Thinking back on it, yeah, she she had that. She had that. I could see that totally. And uh, and well, it came out in '84. Deborah Winger, uh, Terms of Endearment Years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I cried like a baby through. I think we've discussed this before on here. If not, we'll do it some other time. Oh my God. Anyway, well, was, who, who who doesn't cry at Terms of Endearment? If you don't, do you even have a soul? Me and my buddy, my my punk rock bro, Frank Vallette, man. Uh, man, I swear to God, you know, two 
fucking schmucks think they're like tough guys. We're sitting in the theater like, oh my god, we're like looking at each other, like trying to hide our eyes, like just crying, bawling in this theater. And this lady behind us is going, all of a sudden, <laughs> she started crying like that. And dude, the minute when I heard her crying for real like that, dude, the waterworks are going. I'm holding my face, like got tears pouring out of my hands. <laughs> it was hilarious. Later, we're laughing at each other and going, oh, my God, can you believe it? And I was like, man, that's cool. That was cool. But anyway, we'll go back to the movie. So We um, digress, but we, uh, we but always we, digress. <laughs> so basically what happens is, so they're, so then she's screaming because obviously they're, they're up to no good. We don't see what they're doing to her. They don't really show that other than she's being surrounded by them while they're whistling some weird thing. Yeah. Hear. And it's very disjointing. It's very, it's very like, oh, what, what's going on here? Uh, that's not good. So our hero, Drake, has got a bouquet of flowers in his hand and good, good, the, the good new husband coming in to his wife. And he could see, he sees like her, you don't really tell exactly what, because that light's going on and off and the shadows light, shadows light. And then all of a sudden you see her and it's got her, she's got her hands up and she's up against the glass. And she's sliding. Her her eyes are wide open, and she's sliding down the glass with like blood, you know, obviously smearing from her palms. And then he, yeah. sees, and then you know, of course, uh, he goes running into like he goes running toward the house, and then and then that that and then it kind of cuts from there. You don't really know what's what's. Yeah, like, you don't see the rest of what happens until a little bit later on when they kind of show the the surveillance footage and you know i'm kind of playing my cards here already but yeah these people survey ev surveil everything they got everything on tape and was right. they also kind of like a uh a, a prediction that they had of like of there being cameras fucking everywhere and yeah that's, yeah Even that's not 2072 and that but 2023 a lot right i mean that they've had that going on over you know, in England and especially in like in London and that, I mean, they've had, they got cameras everywhere, on every corner, on every, everywhere. Everything's being taped. They did that. Yeah. If you're out in the world, you might as well consider that you're on a half dozen different tapes at all times. Okay, we're getting filmed. So they got, um, so what happens? Is it goes into. Uh, well, it goes right into the, that Sam uh, character that's always on the television. That's always handing down, you know, uh, you know, orders from up above. And he's basically right. telling them that, you know, he has put Cortez in charge of things, even though he's running the show. He's put Cortez in charge of things. But they had uh, that Drake had murdered the three guys that uh, killed his wife. And right. now, at first, uh, you know, I thought they were, you know, uh, when I first saw this, I, I thought, OK, they're they're trying to going to try to pin the murder of his wife on him. Nope, they just. Kind of got him like in a Paul Kersey kind of fashion, you know, a Death Wish kind of fashion. Like he killed those three men, but we're gonna find out later that that's not all. That it's really uh, you know, that's talked not up the whole me. story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not the whole story. But you know, uh, he's put it. What Sam has put it uh, in, up at, to the Cortez that he has purchased. I love that they use the term purchased. I, I like that too. I noticed twenty. That. Yeah, twenty prisoners to perform in these games. All, all in for, you know, to try to get these legit, I'm using air quotes here that you can't see, legit uh, free pardons. So, yeah, I'm like, it seems legit, you know. And uh, they do, well, they're doing some cool stuff here during this, I remember this part where they were showing the city, and then they're showing, I guess this is Sam, and this is Sam when he's coming into this craft, 
Is yeah, Sam yeah, and then the spaceship. And, oh. and, and it almost looks like that thing in Close Encounters where it's got a lot of lights on it and it's just kind of floating down. Yeah. And it's do, like, it comes do, down. Do, do, yeah. It comes, <laughs> well, it comes down in like the middle of the Colosseum in Rome, but then they're cutting back through the city and it's at night and that you got all the guys on motorcycles with flashing lights going through the night, the night city with between the lights and on the buildings and through the sea and to the streets. It's really beautiful. Because that that that's really filmed, you know. Obviously, you know, in Rome, they're filming it in the streets, and it, it's it's gorgeous footage of, of of the city at night. Yeah, they and, get their money's worth out of those like nighttime cityscape shots. But I mean, yeah. that, that's where I think a lot of the money went. So they, or, by all means, they should have. One of the favorite, my one of my favorite shots, I was when when they're 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 like down in the street, pointing, you know, toward the end of this like big beautiful like big street with all these buildings. And all the motorcycles kind of meet at the end and then come toward us. You know, yeah. I love that love that shot. I was like, God, that looks fucking cool. You know, because it's just everything's glowing and lights everywhere. And it just looks it looks badass. And uh, <clears throat> so so we got well, we got Sam now. He's in town. And then uh, where do we go? Isn't it we we go to where uh, we go where Drake's in prison and they're fitting him for wristbands. He's in prison now. He's in prison because. He's been he's in trouble now for obviously you know killing the men that killed his wife. So now he's he now he's in prison. Yeah, it's all tied uh, up in a very neat bow because they don't show you you know at this at least at this point they don't show you him uh, being arrested. They don't show you any kind of judicial right. pro- process. But I'm sure the judicial process. Right. Yeah, he's right. been through they, all that, and it's just uh, conveniently now he's uh, under the jurisdiction of the the WBS. Right, exactly. And so he's in prison, and he's got the wristbands on him. These wristbands are—they got a cool scene now where they're in this room, and they've got this guy. It's very Nazi-ish. He looks—he's uh, dressed all in black leather. He looks like a Gestapo, like fucking SS officer with the—he's even got a skull on the hat. It doesn't have Nazi insignias on it, but you know. But it's all very Nazi-esque. Yeah, it's very—it's very Nazi. A lot of the same visual kind of. Right, it's very evil, and like you know, like, like like his uniform is like definitely SS, you know, like textbook Nazi officer, and it's all leather. It looks really, he looks this guy is really, you know, like he even just looks like an asshole. <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's a really good job of getting a bad guy. What's his name in it? The guy that plays that. Um, well, the character's name is Raven. Raven. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to look up his name here. I had it written down. It is Howard Ross. Yeah, he's great in this. He's a great asshole. He's a great villain. You know, he's a great villain because this is the guy. This If this was, like, real, this is the guy you would hire, like, you know what I mean, to be that guy. You know, he's, like, the the, the Nazi guard that doesn't take, you know, that just would be, would, you know what I mean, who would get pleasure in watching you being tortured. You know, he would laugh and, well, you know, he'd probably eat while you're getting, you know, something terrible happening to you. And, yeah, uh, well, I mean, he, he's, he's no stranger to the Fulci world. He was a, a right. kind of unscrupulous, scrupulous guy in the New York Ripper, but he, right. uh, yeah, he's been in a bunch of movies. He was actually, yeah. he actually played Zorro in a movie once. I, oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, yeah. He's a great bad guy. Think, he's, yeah. He's, he's like, a, he's one of those that's like, uh, that, those are the guys to me that have like the best careers. Like, okay, if you're not going to be the star and you're not going to be the leading man, or maybe you are, but 
playing the, these kind of characters in movies are has got to be just tons of fun. You know, I mean, just to be like, you I know, know I've had, I've, I know I've had fun playing the bad guys in movies. Right, bad guys are the greatest, man. I mean, it's fun just being the bad guy, just being a fucking total asshole. And uh, so this guy does a great job, man, Raven. And uh, it's interesting because he's kind of going through. They do this cool shit where Raven's got this gun type thing. It almost looks like a baton, but it's like this this kind of weird, colorful tube thing that when he points it, it's like a cheap. It's it's like a cheap effect that they could do back then that that probably looked cool or cheap even back then, but it's like like it kind of freezes you, like if you get out of line and he, and he wants to like put a little pain on you, it, won't, it doesn't kill you. It probably could kill you, but he like I he, didn't he shoot? This is like the first we're seeing a raven, so we're being introduced to what he can do, and, and they're kind of explaining what these wristbands do. They've got this like board on the wall with lights, and what's happening is. The, the the guys that they're getting together to be uh, the the gladiators in this new TV show that it's going to be you know are they're in this they're in these places and there's little red dots and that's where they are and they show where he is up here on the thing right, like, a black, like a black glass like board and then so so these things these things basically these these wristbands you know they they they're like his dog collar you know they they can't go do anything without them knowing about it. And well, then, that the, that detector strip they put on him, it like burns into his skin. Yeah, it's not it's a, just like a bracelet that they put on him. It's like something that actually sinks and burns and like yeah. melts to his skin. It's a cool, it's a cool effect because they put this little machine around it, and then you hear the sizzle, and then like when it lifts up, yeah, it's like kind of down into his skin a little bit, and you can see like some sizzled skin around the rim of the the band. So it looks, it looks legit. Like it's like, oh, ow. You know what I mean? Like just all this burnt flesh, your flesh with this like this band that's on too tight. Like you can't just pull this band off. You know, it's like it's just, uh, it's just awful. But they're cool because they're kind of going around this place. It's kind of Raven's moment where you kind of see what Raven's kind of up to. And yeah, you get getting an idea of what he's all about. They show this one room where they show like a doorway and he takes his glove off. Like he, he's he's basically showing drake like you better behave and you try to escape this is what can happen to you what can happen to you so he throws his leather glove through the doorway and it like it like sizzles and oh, yeah, uh, it, it disintegrates it, just, it disintegrates is what the word yeah it disintegrates so he shows him, like this is what you know what i mean like this is you know don't try anything funny because this is what's going to happen to you and then uh doesn't he use that weapon on him is that gun thing in this thing where he yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're using it. it. It's, it's, it, a, it's a good optical effect. I mean, it, it is cool. It looks something like Saturday morning, you know, like Hanna Barbera kind of like it. It's like a, something you'd see in like <laughs> like Dinah Girl or something. You know, what I mean, it's kind of like it's cheesy. Um, I, I liked it like because when it did it a couple times, I oh, I freeze framed it a couple different times and just looked at the screen. You know, just yeah, to look yeah. at this. It's like imagine, uh, you know. Like this, that's like this laser, like beam coming out of like this tube, kind of thing, and then it like blasts you, and then the blast looks like it's kind of comic booky, you know what I mean? But it, but it's a cool effect. I mean, it looks yeah, it's like a very comic book panel kind of effect. Right, it's cheesy as fuck, but it looks great. Like I really like it, you know. And, and then you kind of see him, he's like ah, you know, and uh, 
and uh, it kind of freezes you, and it's a it's a way to retain you. Like you're not gonna, you know, it's almost like being. Yeah, paid. it's like you're not gonna kill anybody, but you're gonna like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you're gonna incapacitate them. Right, you're like tasing him, but it's like more grand, you know. It's you know, and then he has this interesting. Raven has this interesting thing on his in the, in the palm of his hand. It almost looks like a kind of a diamond, like a mirror. Thing. Yeah, that like implant in the middle of his hand. Yeah, so like he's got all kinds of cool shit. Like he puts this. What does he do with that again? Like he holds it up and it and it. It's, it takes that beam off or something. It does something like well, it, take, it, it uh, activates and and de- and deactivates that, uh, that force shield. That, that force shield that will like elect that'll disintegrate everybody if they try to pass through it. So it's like a like a you know like a, a hidden thing in his hand to activate and deactivate okay. the force field. So it's a good. This is a good. I like the way they they they. This is Raven's moment where and then and we can't forget his little stormtrooper guys that are with him. These guys look cool. They're all dressed in leather, and they got like their faces are completely covered. They almost look like bondage masks, but they're not. But I mean, they're just like these leather like helmet things that go over the whole face. And they could be bondage bondage they could masks. Be. I mean, we're not king shaven, but they could. Yeah, be. no, we're not king shaven. Hey, hey, I, I, I like a good bondage mask. I'm wearing. I'm <laughs> well, wearing I know you right do. Now. I know you do, sir. I'm, I'm wearing one right now. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll put the zipper like now. Now the zipper's off. So no, Bring but uh, off the gimp. Right. <laughs> See, that's why I, I'm the gimp. You ever see me walk? You know I'm the gimp. So, uh, 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 so they got the the shots on the room look cool because it's very like I said we've said it already, but it's very uh, like even Star Wars the you know the fucking you know the thing you know the the nazi fighters the soldiers you know the stormtroopers you know yeah exactly they all have very nazi-esque uh, overtones from the stormtroopers all the way to the the you know the the evil ss kind of army men that are there right and then and, and so even the shots they do in this movie uh they do cool stuff like when they're going through this hallway and then they show their men like standing in formation like a thing and then like i notice it's cool they've got like like now you're seeing like Everything's like black and white. Like they're in black. Floors white. Some of the walls white. Some of the other stuff is black. It's like it's just got this weird kind of thing where it looks like you know you're in evil land. <laughs> yeah. Like you, know, you definitely like, know you're not in a good place. Right. You're in, you're in a you're in an evil area, and you better fucking you know you're in this prison or whatever the fuck you you know like it just it's just it's bad this is all well you know i mean it is kind of like a a prison because this is where they you know uh they get they they bring drake into the the main area of the uh the training compound and this is where they kind of start introduce when raven kind of introduces the rest of the the gladiators now there's like 20 some odd gladiators but there's really only about four or five that we ever like really get to know right they got like the guys that are like the faces of it, and then you got the then you got the then you got the red shirt like Star Trek guys. <laughs> yeah, like like oh, we lost twelve gladiators in the first game. Like you know, it ain't none of the main guys. Some of those dudes. But this and is where we uh, get uh, introduced to Abdul, who's played by my man uh, yes. Fred the Hammer Williamson, who showed up in a lot of these movies. It's correct, and what a fresh, fucking cool. Like when you see him, you're like, ah, there's Fred, man. Fucking, you know, you know that that big, those those big smile on his face and that big mustache is like, you, you just love seeing 
Brad Nemo. He, he was only missing his trademark cigar, but I guess when you're you're a prisoner on death row, you don't get too many cigars. Exactly. <laughs> but he's awesome, man. I mean, what what you know? When when don't you love seeing him? I love it. And uh, so so that we get we meet the rogues now. These are the guys. And, but uh, yeah, uh, we actually we get to meet a couple of the guys. Uh, Hal Yamanuchi plays uh, Akira, a Japanese uh, serial killer. Al Cliver, who I've actually met, I uh, met him oh, at the cool. yeah, I met him at a convention. Uh, the the one that Patty and I uh, met at at Cinema Wasteland oh. when it was a, a zombie reunion. Of course, if anybody, you know, if y'all know the name Al Cliver, he was in a lot of these Italian movies of this era. He was in. Uh, Bolchi Zombie and a couple others, but uh, then there's he plays Kirk, and then there's Tango who I didn't write down who played him. Uh, Mario Novelli, and there's a couple other guys that we get we'll get to know, but we won't get to know them too well because they're just, everybody's just fodder, and even. I, I got I got a complaint about uh, uh, the Abdul character, but I'll get into that when we get towards the end of the movie because they do something that kind of just kind of ticks me off just a little bit with him. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah they, they introduce everybody to him. Uh, you know, the, like we said, we got uh, Akira, Abdul. Those are the names to kind of remember. There's Tango, and then there's uh, who's the guy with the burned face. Just gonna ask you that because oh monk, monk Monk. was was the character's name. Now monk was the guy, wasn't he the guy that? Okay, what I made a note here. Donald O'Brien was monk. Yeah, yes, yes, Donald O'Brien. That was it. There's something about him earlier in the story when you showed the first gladiator thing uh, for the other show, Kill Bike. Um. Uh. Uh. When that guy hits a wall and it explodes into flames, isn't that yeah. him? He, isn't that him that got all burned up? They I believe so. Him. I believe that was what it was implied to be. Right. So he's now he's he's still alive. We didn't know. Obviously, we don't know any of those characters in the beginning, and it wasn't wasn't brought up like that guy even survived at all. You know, you assumed he was dead because the bike, you know, everything it, it was a ball of flames. But uh, that's him now. Who survived? And he's they got him. They got him, they got to really make a good makeup job on him. He's all burnt up, and his hair is kind of like, you know, it's exactly what you'd think of, like a you know, like somebody that had been in a horrible burn. You know, it's like the hair, right? Is, right. This side of his head's all. The makeup's up. done really good, and even makes a comment that he's got like a uh, a and a, a fake eye with a camera in it or a fiber optic eye, and he even says, "Hey, it even sees better than the old one," and it's like. <laughs> like really it it, it does I'm, I'm, right I, i'm gonna doubt that i'm gonna doubt that they're gonna give you a... <laughs> but as we'll, as we'll find out later on it does do something right it, yeah it, 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 it does do something it does have a purpose other than you know looking around well it doesn't do that but you know what i mean it's not just an eye it, it, it's all that but uh but anyway so it's so now they so we okay so they got this survivor guy and they you know and he's kind of you know from the first thing, so he's there, and uh, so that's pretty cool that, that they brought a character like that in. That was that worked good in the story, and then they go into, you know, we you know we meet Fred and the rest of the guys, like you said, Akira and all that stuff, and then they go into a really cool wicked strobe light battle between um, Fred Williamson uh, and uh, Abdul, 
these guys dressed in white. They've got like white, like these, they almost look like the bad guy helmets, the black ones, but they're white and they're dressed in white. And they got these big white, like billy clubs. And so Fred is out Again, there. they look like bad guys, like somewhere caught between like a stormtrooper from Star Wars and like a gang member from like the Warriors. Right. You know, that is a perfect way to say that. That's exactly what they look like. You know, like I, I feel like like really with this movie and I'm not, I'm not just talking about this scene or the uh, this particular theme of the movie, but they were reaching for the stars here. They they oh, yeah. they didn't have a lot of money, but they had a lot of good, big, broad, you know, big bang ideas. You know, they right. were trying to to, to to achieve them with a minimal budget, which is which I think I why I appreciate this movie more than like. Other movies of its ilk, like it tried to do something bigger and better than they had, these they other had movies. Big ideas, and they and they and they and they swung for the fences. Like we want, I want this big. Whoever sat around the director and these people, like I want this, I want that. How are we gonna make it do it? We got, we got, you know, like we only got so much money, but I want it to look like this. And they did a really bang up job on it. They did. It looks fucking. They they went. They, they, you know, who knows what they thought of that they didn't try, you know, maybe they couldn't do certain things, but they, they swung for the fences. They wanted a big movie and they, um, they delivered. Yeah. It's right. easy. It's easy to write stuff. Oh, I don't know, man. How are we going to do that? Cause I, I can, I can look back at some of my stories. I go. Oh man, you know, like in my head, like uh, you know, was, when you write it, and then it's like, and the car came in sliding sideways, takes I, out three zombies, and then the gas tank explodes, erupting in a big fiery blaze, and it's like, yeah, you can write. That's easy to write, but that's a lot harder to try and pull off. Right, exactly. I've done that where <laughs> you write in a, you know, a helicopter, you know, those things coming down behind a semi truck. You're like, you're not gonna, I'm like, we're not doing that. Nobody can do that. I mean, we're not that was no budget, you know. Yeah, and, no. So, I just think, ah, well, you know, whatever. But they, they look like they did just that. Like, we're going to, I want this, I want that. And like, and it, and for, and, and it made it work. I mean, it's a big movie, you know, like it looks epic, you know, uh, what a, you know, and that's, uh, and, and I, I agree with you on that. They, they went for it and they, and I give them, you know, mad respect for it. But yeah, so like to put this like fighting montage with between Abdul and these guys, and then Akira and some of these guys is like it's anxiety inducing the way it's like shot with that kind of strobe effect. Right. What you were saying before about it, you know, a seizure because they they do the strobe thing even with the slower stuff, and it's not as you know it's it's uh you know yeah it's kind of like what you know it just it kind of sets you like it's really disjointing and just. It throws you out. You're like, wow, fuck, you're watching it. Like, whoa, that must have been, like, pretty wild in a theater, you know, with a, with a big screen you're watching it, you know, or some little screen and some little off of 42nd Avenue. <laughs> 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 but, uh, uh, but, yeah, the, some the... guy's smoking a cigar next to you. Like, right, uh, right, right, but, uh, but, yeah, right. Exactly. But, anyway, so Fred scenes out of there, uh, he, he ended up stabbing the guy. Uh, the the guy dressed in white, and now Akira is doing his thing, and and uh, I remember his guy looked a little, it looked a little different. He had his guy was more dressed up, kind of. He had like a he had more like an armor thing on or something. He's like a face. Yeah, he had, like, he had a kind of like I, a. It was like a Spanish conquistador's thing. It was gold and had a face thing in front or something. He had like a right, was like, right. 
look but cool. the guys like, look- disappear the same way that Abdul's guys does. And like when they defeat them, they're like all of a sudden in the same position, and then they're, you know, they're yeah, they're just gone. gone. Right. And so he's doing the sword fight thing, which is cool. So they're, you know, and uh, like a samurai sword thing, but that's pretty badass. But and then, uh, uh, and what it goes but, from there does isn't the then they're doing like the the training for Drake where they put him into like a some sort of simulation device or the a violence like, sort of a simulator with uh, what's her with uh, what's the what's the lady's name the, the, the kind of Sarah Sarah yeah 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 the the, the kind like, of scientist of the group yeah she's like the assistant to uh, Cortez. Um, and she goes in and out. There's another lady in there too with like really blonde hair, like the same hair. Um, I don't remember her name in it. She's more like, uh, she seems like more of a higher up. Uh, What's that? uh, Sybil. Yes, I'm going to say that's Sybil. Susan, not Susan, but Sarah and Sybil. Right, that's it. So yeah, they're doing something with, so they're done with Akira and yeah, you're right. They're doing something, I'm trying to think of He's in something like a lid comes off. There's like a pod and then this thing lifts off and he's in there with her and they're trying to get, they're doing something, a mind fuck with him. This is where we see, isn't this where they show more uh, where what would happen to his wife? Yeah. Cause it's like, we want to show you this. We hope it'll think it'll help your, with your hate simulation. They call it. Yeah. But it's just like, like, that's not cool, man. Like making him live through that again. I'm like, like uh, for some reason they need to measure how like his, his level of, his violent reaction to these feelings of hate and uh and it's 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 pretty interesting but it also gives us more information on what happened yeah yeah and there's some of those neat slow-mo all. shots there's those neat slow-mo shots of like these the uh, italian flicks are always known for people going through glass that's usually a Dario yeah. argento thing but the Fulci does that really good shot where it's his point of view is he's running through the glass and the glass is breaking around our eyes it's a yeah. really, really great sequence. I mean, it's horrible for Drake to have to relive and go through, but it's like an exhilarating sequence for us as, like, you know, the onlookers. <laughs> well, it was cool, too, because they also did something really neat before he, before he goes into this unconscious, subconscious thing, dream thing where he's going through. They do this cool-looking thing where they show, like, he's – it's like a profile shot, and they show a screen – and then like it's white, and then like blood starts dripping down, and then and then it's like, and then it's just all red. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, they they played that over a couple of times when they yeah. showed the flashbacks. And, and it's, like, it's like, oh, what is that? That's fucking cool. That was a cool way to kind of bring you into this. And then yeah, I know you. I love the glassing you're talking about. That's like that's like he. That's what the first thing he does. It, like it's almost like the camera goes to the glass. You know, and then he goes through it, and then it's like, and then you've got like a point of view. It almost looks like the lens goes through it. It's yeah, fucking, yeah. Yeah, it's like the lens. It's almost like, and then it's following him. He's running through his own house. That's obviously the night that that he discovered what happened to his wife. And then of course he's like, they go back to him, and like they've got this red, white, like flashing going back and forth on the faces. The close up of Sarah and his face. Yeah, I was gonna say like again, like a lot of flashing lights. So if you're if you're triggered by that kind of thing, beware going into this movie, folks. I know we're almost an hour into this uh, review so far, but yeah, if you're <laughs> you, you, you if if you're here for the review, you probably have already seen this movie, so you already know. But if you haven't, yeah, yeah, beware because it, also I got to make a point here. Like this movie on an audio level 
has a lot of tones and a lot of like sound effects that are being used that are that is very like an anxiety inducing. It well, makes you I squirm. Watched it, I watch it with headphones on, and I notice that too. That's kind of thank you for bringing that up. Even the whistling when those guys and stuff, there's stuff going on, like when they're doing in this, like when you're doing a sound in like in a studio, you can. I mean, people know this. I'm not saying, but you can you can move levels where when you're panning it to make it sound like it's coming from like not just your left ear, but above your left ear, like toward the center of your head. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can move sounds around where when you're listening to them in headphones, it sounds like it's different places. It's not just coming into your ear. It sounds like it's a certain spot on your head. You know what I mean? So you can. So they do. They're really good at. It, it it does. It makes you feel weird. It, it's it's very uh, anxiety. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. It, it makes you. It's supposed to make you feel that way, and they're doing they do a good job of it because it's like, you know, it's just you're just kind of like, you know, like yeah. The kinda, it, just, uh, it just makes you a little squirmy. It hits you on yeah. on a certain yeah. level. It just uh, it it's just an odd. It's aesthetic in it. I could see a lot of people would not like this movie because of that because you know it hits them on that kind of visceral level with the sound like they're making you feel it, it makes you feel uncomfortable i guess is what i'm trying to say but like I, I again it doesn't bother me but it was just something i took note of they do a really cool scene where it's very it, it takes you to the limit of like like how much like when you're watching the it, it's very you talk about anxiety the scene where they they're trying to get him to shoot this gun uh, and, and because he says he didn't do it, he didn't shoot this gun. You know, he that's just when we first kind of where we hear him say that he's innocent. Like, cause right, like right. he's looking forward and you're seeing it's almost like there's these guys that are dressed. The guys that killed his wife, they're showing them separately, but they're like they're almost dancing with a strobe light on with a black background. And they're coming at him and then they get these weird looks on their faces. And they're like, take the gun, take the gun, pick up the gun. Oh, yeah. Raven is very, yeah. It's just like, pick up the gun, pick it up, pick it up. The note note that I took here was just like, well, I guess Raven really wants him to pick up that fucking gun. Yeah, he keeps saying it. It's like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. And it's like, shut up. It's like, oh, it's like too much. So you can only imagine what our character is going through. And these guys look like, you know, these golden boy looking guys that just like you know like they don't look like bad guys but they're like freaky like their eyes are like really open wide they almost look disembodied they don't yeah they they look like marionette puppets in in a manner of speaking dancing their arms are moving around and they're looking like just they look like they're dancing yeah like marionette puppets and shit and they're just kind of dancing around and then they're but they're coming at them so they're threatening they're not just weird looking but they're coming at them and he's just like and all the time the strobe lights going on so it's really fucking with you, you know. It's like you're like oh, fucking, then you know what? That pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. And, you know, it's just like fuck. Like you know, it's just like it would make you mad. Can you imagine being in that room and like you know you'd be like, <laughs> like be like, yeah, I'm gonna pick it up and I'm gonna fucking throw I'm it at you. Shoot you, Raven. You know, it's like you know, and they're trying. So it's it really fucks with you. It's like oh my god, like just like because you know. People go through this shit. They experiment on people and what they can take and stuff. And you know, people go through this weird ass shit. And they it just keeps showing these guys like one at a time, but they just kind of pop into the screen and that one goes away and then another one pops up, like kind of seamless, and they're just there. Like, these weird 
fucking guys that are just They're trying to get them really mad, uh, and and see like well, they can't. They try. I mean, and, and they're trying and to get him to shoot, and he won't shoot. He, he doesn't crack. He he does, he does not crack. crack. And he says, "I didn't shoot. I didn't shoot the gun. I didn't shoot this." Or he's whatever he says. He says, "I didn't shoot them," or "I didn't like. I didn't kill them. I didn't shoot them." And like, and they're trying to like show, and there's like, "I didn't. You know, I didn't use this gun. I did not shoot them." You know, so it's it's pretty cool. And it really, it, you know, so he basically doesn't, like you said, he doesn't crack. And, you know, they get their info, their information up. Now he's back. But they take him back to, like, where the rest of the guys are kind of hanging out. There's, like, this room with, like, some bunk beds or something. And I think this is probably the point we got to mention, at least up until the scene that's coming up. The rest of the group does not have any respect for Drake. They, right. they, they don't. They think he's a plant. They, they they think he's not. He he hasn't you know earned his right. his 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 right to be there, even though he's he a prisoner. He didn't have street cred. Right. Yeah. That's he, the, He's a TV golden boy, you know, you know, and he's privileged, you know, and shit like that. Pretty much he's treating got, him like this guy's just like John Stamos or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, you ain't. You're not one of us, fucker. We, we you know we're 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 we are the we're the real deal. You know. Fuck you. You know, so yeah, they don't respect them, and they and, try to start shit with them, and especially Kirk. Kirk tries to start some shit with him, but uh, yeah, the only one that seems like he might have a little bit of respect for him is uh, Abdul. Abdul, right? He kind of he he just he, he basically observes a lot of shit and then says something, but he he's he's sitting on the bunk and he's just kind of watching. And the other guys are are the ones kind of walking around him, you know, kind of puffing their chests up, and and you know, and kind of like. You know, trying to see what he's made of. Kind of schoolyard bully tactics, so, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, seeing what he's going to do. Like, you know, like, here, step over this line. You know, like, you know. You, know. you cross this line, you die. Okay, wait, wait, now if you cross this line, you die. <laughs> oh, this one. No, this one. <laughs> so <laughs> so they start fucking with him. They grab him, and, and, and they're kind of throwing him around. Akira fucking gives him a fucking, he, he hits him pretty good. And, and somebody's watching the screen. They they do this a lot, and you'll start to see it more and more. Where somebody like it shows, like you'll see a screen, like it'll cut to somebody watching something on a screen, and you can tell like they're watching surveillance footage of whatever we're watching. So right now, somebody's watching this this scene of him, like he's got blood coming out of his nose. A couple of the guys fucking smacked him around a little bit and pushed him around, and then uh, and then somebody's watching. You know, somebody's watching this footage. Well, yeah, because it's it's done in a handheld. It's not like a security cam footage where it's stationary. It's always kind of handheld and right. It's like so, somebody in the room. Like it looks like somebody's in the room. Somebody's standing there. So I would say the cameraman's working overtime. Right. Exactly. Like somebody, you know, and uh, and it doesn't look like yeah, fixed footage in the corner looking down. It's like somebody's standing because it's moving. You know, it's like and so, but basically they're all kind of standing around. He's is this. I think after the beating they put on him, he's not really out. He's kind of crouched down, and then I think Fred's kind of talking to him. And then, and then I don't, I don't remember. Oh yeah. So, so basically, this is. I think they're coming up with a plan or whatever they're, they're going to talk about doing, and I don't remember. But then, and then next thing you know, you got Raven sends his goons in, and then now they're all just fighting the goons. <laughs> so, 
And then, well, uh, well, yeah, I mean, because at first they're starting to talk about what I thought they were talking about at this point was uh, trying to escape. Yeah, and I think that's what they're trying to thwart. Like, oh, you, you know, and I think so. Obviously, they haven't figured out that, you know, everything they do, they're always in the guards and Raven know this is because they're watching it. <laughs> so so that basically, this is a, uh, who's the, somebody really gets fucked up in this thing, don't they? And it, uh, uh, I was going to say it was, um, I don't think it was at this point, but you're talking about when they uh, electri- oh, electrify. Oh, not there yet. Yeah, we're not at that stage. Yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not at that point yet. This, what we're at here is uh, Sarah is kind of like gone off on her own. She She's somewhat attracted to Drake. And I don't think like attracted to him, but like attracted to the idea of him. Of like you know trying to uh, figure out what his deal is because he one he doesn't break the machine can't break him, and not only that but he, he is adamant about his uh, his uh, innocence. But right. this is when they they get um, oh what, what happens here uh, when he he kind of has a, a a flex on the on Raven like because the, the the rest of the group doesn't really you know trust. Drake, I guess I know I've already uh, talked about this. They, they they think he's just, you know, they just think he's you know like as you put it, he doesn't have the street cred, but he's he gets uh you know he gets Raven's goat because he t- basically t- has a flex for him. He he f- has a battle of wits with this Raven. He basically tells him you can't harm us because you're going to fuck up the upcoming TV show. And he's just like he beats him up a little bit. Raven does. Yeah, or we need you. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you need us more than we we need you, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, he uh, takes his other, doesn't he take Raven's other glove and throw it at the door to, uh, that that force field to remind him what's what's and there. He, run, he runs away and he runs through the hall, and then Raven lifts his hand up, if I remember right, but I don't think it it does. It puts the force shield thing up yet or whatever, and he runs through it, and then he puts his hand up, but Raven blasts him again with that gun. I remember yeah. that. And then so they're they're so they're kind of having they're kind of having a pissing contest here, and Raven's winning. And then they've got, but isn't this now where they 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 why why do I keep not remembering where they they go with this? They've got that one guy with the kind of beard. They, he's kind of fucked up, laying on the ground. So they get so that's that's Kirk played by Al Cliver. That, that's right. That's right. And then and then so this is kind of the thing where you know Raven's showing him. What, what he's going to do and what he can do. And so it's, it's basically there's, there's there, it's the chest puffing between um, uh, fucking Drake and, and Raven. And so they're all kind of standing around. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he kind of has it. He basically threatens. He's like, okay. He's like, if you don't, you know, step off and leave us alone, he's like, I'm just going to walk right through the force field and you know, you don't have me, you don't have a show. Right, exactly. So he kind of thinks like so. Raven's kind of like in a hard rock and a hard place. You do get a shot of uh, of Monk. He's just kind of standing there, and you see that like weird patch thing that's in his eye. You know, it doesn't look like an eyeball. It just looks like something, you know, there. And he's just kind of standing there, and they go back. So it's it's all it's almost like it's almost like the jig is up. You know, you know, with uh, with Raven, like he he kind of gets the what's up, and then this is where the glove. This is where he does the glove, where he throws it through the thing, and it goes, that was the thing you're talking about. Drake walks up and takes it off his belt and then slings it through the thing. So they basically read, they're they're reading him the riot act. 
Like this is how it's going to be, Raven. You know, You're like, like we're you know, in, we're really in charge here. So yeah, get the fuck out. So you better fucking watch your shit. You know, because you need us. You know, so that uh, that's when the the, the tables kind of turn, sorta. You know, here, and and they got the <laughs> he's kind of he, there's this there's this kind of cat and mouse thing now where you know they're all kind of looking at him and then I think this is where Drake kind of starts getting respect from the other guys because you see you see Fred like kind of smile and shake like kind of go up and like kind of you know nod yeah what is like like yeah give him that yeah. I call it the bro nod. Right, right. He's got the bro nod. He's got the respect of Fred, man. You got so like the other guys are kind of falling in line because even Akira's looking at him like, all right. Because he's basically you see Raven, he's holding that gun, that tube thing. He's gonna blast him, but he won't do it. And so it's like, you know, this is the thing where he drew a you know, he called him out, he called his bluff and Raven's backing down. And so yeah. this is it's kinda like and so he he basically goes to walk through the thing. And this is that this is the whole pissing match when, uh, or, you know, and basically yeah. Drake wins. Yeah, and Drake wins th- th- this time, but then he fucks up and tries to escape. Right. With everybody. <laughs> He's talking about escaping and then Abdul, played by Fred uh, Williamson, is just like, hey, if you're leaving, you know, there ain't no use for us for sticking around. He's like, so we'll go with you. And they go through like corridor after corridor, which is great because all these great, beautiful locations they have are just so like beautifully photographed i love it but they they make it as far as the roof and they're what's waiting for him on the roof a bunch of the fucking stormtroopers that's it you know it came down you know he won he you know fucking raven lost that battle but he didn't lose the war you know it's like all right fucker you got me you got me all right all right but you know it, you know it's like he's still you're still a prisoner <laughs> you know? yeah because he he shows them he's like well, i might have like limited uh you know, of ways I can torture you, but I can torture you. And this reminded me of a scene from this show uh, that I was watching this past year called Physical 100, where they're doing like these physical like uh, tests of strength, where they're hanging from like these pull-up bars, and they have to, if they drop and their feet touch the floor, it's electrified and it's going to shock them. And they, he's been counting it down where they've been holding themselves up for like eight, eight or nine straight minutes, isn't it? Right. I haven't seen that, but I but I could yeah. I yeah. I know, like, yeah. Um, what? And so basically, what they do here now? Now we're, we're kind of going back and forth, and now we get some more information because now he's back with Sarah. He's back with Sarah, and they're showing more of the footage, and we're seeing we're seeing one of the guys dressed in black is actually blasting. Remember that shot? That's a pretty wicked shot where. I'm trying to remember. I was, I was going. When does this thing show up? Where they 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 give us they we see what actually happened. I can't remember. Actually, I might have jumped ahead. It's either right before the escaped it's, attempt or right after. It, it's before the escape attempt, I think. And when and because he for some reason after that the confrontation with Raven, he's talking to Sarah. Yeah, because she shows so they, him that uh, they showed they showed they show the red screen again. And the blood comes down. And then again, great, great effect, great right, shot. Right, And then um, if, what if, they, they, this is a kill, but this is a killer scene I wanted to talk about. They show, they show the guys, the the prom guys, you know, the whistlers. They show them, but we're back in the apartment. They 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 show the his wife sliding down the glass, and then we're back in that moment. And the yeah. guys are laying on the ground. The glass has already been crashed through. Drake's in the house. 
But yeah, but two like wasn't two of the guys already dead? Right, and then you're seeing the guy, one of the one of the stormtroopers in black has, has got this laser gun, that gun, and he's shooting the guys. But the cool thing is he's shooting the one guy in the face who's laying on the ground, and he do this close up on this guy, and it's almost like he's scared, like the look on his face. But I love it because yeah. it's it's a cool cheese ball effect, but it looks great. Because the face it almost looks like wax melting, like you heated up wax, you know, and like it's like it's just melting off like this skull's face, but like the skull yeah. is charred. It looks wicked. And remember that scene and where it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, it's again, it's a cheap effect, but it's very effective at the same time. It looks awesome. It's like it's so cool because it just it just keeps melting and melting. So you could, you know, I don't know if they got a blow dryer on it or whatever the fuck they're doing, but it's. The shot is really close on this thing, and it's kind of time elapsed. And the more the stuff melts off, you see the hair still, but like all the stuff is pooling up around the eyes, and then it kind of just melts away until you see a skull, a skull face. I'm like, oh, what a But great I like the, the fact that the skull is charred underneath. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not white or bony looking. It looks it's black. I got look, it's all burnt up. And I, it's just, it's just a great effect. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, I love these old school, like, effect dudes, man. They came up with some great ideas. I just, I just, I absolutely yeah, love Yeah, yeah. I had to watch that scene again. I was like, oh, I It's a sick world, but we're happy guys. Right, and I, and I remember freeze-framing it, like, into the different things. I got to see this, you know. And uh, so it's cool. So, so basically... I think we're just kind of milling around, if I remember right. They're just kind of they're back in that control tower, and we see Cortez and and I don't I don't really remember what's going on. They're kind of well, just talking. Cor- Cortez has had a moment where he uh, gets mad at Sarah because she keeps wanting to investigate, you know, Drake's uh, reason for Drake being there, and that you know the the story's not lining up between what Drake had told them that he had seen and did versus what was there. So it was like he's getting pissed off at her. So she takes it upon herself to go and visit uh, the professor. What was his name? Professor. He's Toman. Toman. Oh, I love that scene too because he's playing that organ. Remember that? So she goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a little thing around. This is where we see that blonde, other blonde girl. And then didn't she say a thing? She's got a cute nose, but she's yeah, that's Sybil or something. Sybil comes in. Yeah, she passes her in the elevator, and she's like, she goes through the like the thing, and like there's all the soldiers standing there, and uh, who she's, uh, I like her too. Sybil is cool in this thing, and she they kind of like, you know, it's kind of like you, it, like she's get it's they they come to the thing like she's getting a little too nosy with that cute nose. Yeah, that's exact. Yeah, with that cute nose, as they say right. about her, poking around a little bit too much, you know. And then it does show another shot from the computer. The point of view is behind Junior, the computer desk, and it's showing a screen again. So somebody's watching that. And then there's and, and then they do something. And there's some, if I remember right, there's some kind of a weird. There's a scene where Monk, there's a scene where Monk and uh, and Drake are there, and he gives them a uh, he gives them like a transistor or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh... He puts it in his mouth. I yeah, it was that. like a, a, a some like a transistor or microprocessor or microprocessor, something. Microprocessor, because yeah, micro because because Monk says something about the microprocessor and how much they can do with them nowadays. 
And I said, oh, ain't that the truth, you know? So yeah, no I, shit. And so he swallows it. And then I remember, and then they show a sh- scene of like, Fred kind of looks over, like he's laying on his bunk and he looks over and then he turns back around like he's he's paying attention, but he's just kind of not being noticed, you know? Yeah, not being no- too nosy. He, he's just right. He's just kind of looking and he's just kind of watching, but he didn't. But is this, this is kind of a weird scene that this microprocessor, remember, I thought this was kind of weird. Like, so what's because it's in his mouth, he can, he's close to things, he can make it do stuff. Because remember, he's doing like he goes up, there's like a camera <coughs> or something, there's like something in the corner, and he looks at it and they show a close up of his lips and it stops working. And then he goes to these panels. And then they show a close-up of his lips. Like, it's in his mouth or in his body. I feel like he was, like, biting on it and, like, activating it, it or something. Because the lights stop flashing. Like, he's like he's depowering them. And then they, by doing that, like, he's able to get access to the stuff. Yeah, that that part I, I was always a little confused by. I wasn't quite sure. I, I think it, it was this them making up their own technology in, in lingo about it, but you know, their own, uh, you know, the only kind of, it, like I said, it just wasn't very clear. But he's able to do stuff to these electronic devices because he's got this in him. Like, and, and because they, they would show a close up on his lips. I guess that was the thing. Okay. He put that in his mouth. There's his lips. So he's doing something. And then the panel would go black. You know what I mean? Like the power. Right. Of right. So he's doing something with this. And now Fred's there. And they're all kind of standing there. <coughs> Maybe this might be the scene we're finally going to get to where they all like run and go up and they try to get away. Or am I wrong? I don't know. We're going to. Uh, I, I, well, the thing <laughs> is, I'm not even sure because there's, this movie is cut and recut so many different ways. What, between its different uh, releases as like the new Gladiators and Warriors of the Year 2072, that some of these scenes are flipped as far as sequence. So we might be, we might watch two different versions of this because I feel like this scene was before that scene, but it might've been. Then again, it's it's part of that, like that nightmarish fuel that is only Italian horror movies. And he does something interesting here when he's got that, because I remember he's got a map in his hand and I remember he's standing there. Remember those bars? He's like sitting there and they start to melt. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Like, I remember because I'm, I'm thinking, what? When, when did they break out? I'm thinking he's got this thing in his in his body, and he, they show the lips again. I remember they kept showing the lips. I'm like, okay, so that that's the signal <laughs> that he's doing something. And these and these bars. This is another cool thing. It's like a stop action like thing where these bars are melting. Like I don't know if they're heating them up and filming the heating, but there it looks like it looks like metal is melting. And as it melts, you can see something behind the bars, like it's another room, because there's a light on, and it looks like it looks like they're inside, like some sort of tunnel, or it looks like or like hieroglyphics. There's something on the walls. And yeah, right, in, right. Well, I think they're down. Look? Yeah, I think they're 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 down in the lower part of what was the original Colosseum. Right, and and, and because they see a, they find a skeleton or something in there, and that was the original gladiator or something. Remember? They yeah, make, they, yeah, because they make the comment. I think it's because uh, they they walk through spider webs now, and they're going in now. They're in this tunnel, and like it looks like ancient shit going on in there. Like it's like like you said, it's like an old, like an old, like an archaeological like find, like something you know, like 
Indiana Jones or something, you know. <laughs> you know? Well, I, 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 I think it's like uh, I think it's Fred the Hammer Williamson that says something about when they escape that joint and they run into the old gladiators. It like looks like he lost. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because it's like it's a skeleton, like kind of like leaned up against the wall, but he's really mummified and st- he looks like stone. This is where I remember this room there that they're going through, and I remember it's got these weird tables that got like like they almost look like holes in the tables that have like a little lip around it, almost like pottery. And I don't know if those were things that they used to throw up in. Remember those things? Have you heard the stories when they used oh, to oh vomitoriums, vomitoriums like it's a vomitorium, like like it, that's I, they, I don't remember them saying that, but I look at that and go well, what would that be inside those things? Like, would you stick your head in there and vomit? Those little vomitoriums things. But that is where they escape, finally. Um, but there's somebody watching that. And that comes back in the later on in the movie. Yeah, because um, so, somebody is always they, watching. This is, where they, this is where they run up the steps. And they're in the, on the top of the steps in the daylight. And all of a sudden, it's like the stormtroopers start coming up. And they're surrounded now. And then, you know, Raven... Pops in the screen and he's holding his gun. And he's got a big smile on his face, like he's got him trapped, you know. And and they're surrounded. And then he zaps him. I love. Remember the effect with her, where Fred and uh, Abdul and and Drake are both frozen in place and but, like. But they're moving, like they're kind of moving a little bit because they're like holding their position. And like this cheap effect is, is like the they're, they're, If you see the movie, you'll see. You know what I'm talking about. You gotta watch it. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. It's like, like Saturday frozen. morning. It looks like Sid and Marty Croft effects. You know, like they're they right, stand, right. And it, but it looks cool. Like I love it. And they're standing there talking to him. But then they show the they showing this thing. They're saying it's like it's on the TV show. They're going. They're showing a thing. It says replay, and they're showing it again, like for the viewing audience or something. I remember. There, there, I remember. Wasn't there something where. You got yeah, 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 because they're showing that. You get, there's there's an announcer or something. They're showing the escape, and then now they're showing them being punished, like they've been captured. And this is the push-up thing you were talking about from Physical 100 or whatever. Or, oh, yeah, 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 where they're do, they're hanging from a pull-up bar, and they're just hanging there. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not doing pull-ups. I was wrong. They're just hanging from this bar in a room, and in the back of the room, you know, there's the soldiers and, of course, Raven's there. And they got like their shirts off and they're just like hanging there all sweaty. So I guess the thing is the floor is electrified. If they drop, they're going to be cooked. So they have to be, they have to hang. They're not going to, they don't get to hang there for there. Or they have to hang there for so many, for a certain amount of time. I think it's for 10 minutes and they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're there at the countdown. They're like at eight or nine. And and of course, uh, the one guy, the what's the guy with the beard again? It's the same dude. Oh, it's uh, Kirk, the play, uh, played by Al Cliver. Yeah. So he he falls off and he's standing there and he's like, ah, 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 he's being electrocuted and they're doing these sparks from his shoes. And he's like, ah, 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 and he's grabbing onto the guys. And, you know, Akira's like, get off me. You know, like he's kicking him. And, right, right. So now, now he's flopping around on the ground and, like, you know, there's, they, they're, they, you got smoke coming her up, and it's cool because he's like he's obviously being cooked. You know, he's like he's just being electrocuted to death. Now the guards are standing on something, and they just keep kicking him, and 
So, so Drake being the hero, you know, they're trying to get him to come over or they're doing something to him. And he's got like frothing at the mouth and he's trying to stand up. And so it's, so Abdul and Drake are trying to help this fucker Kirk, and they're, and they're trying to get him. And so they do the, like, they do this really cool thing where they, they each get an arm around under his arm and they get their arms yeah. back up. So they hold them in the air. Remember that? That's cool. It's yeah, like, and they hold them up. They hold them up brother. to save, you know, like, like the, the, it's like the Marines or something, you know, no man left behind. Like, they hold them right, up. Right, right, right. So it's like, you know, it's like the hero guys, the two badasses, Fred and fucking, and our, our, our man fucking Drake. And uh, I, I remember that was a cool scene. And so, so obviously they. You yeah, know, I believe that he was really being electrocuted for the way he was reacting to the. Right, right. Frothing at the mouth <laughs> and just. So, so so they're holding him up, and then, oh, uh, then what happens? I'm starting to get lost. So they they they. Well, after that is when uh, Sarah seeks out Professor Toman. I think that's where where that happens. Right. Yeah, I who, think. Isn't it? She doesn't. Didn't she get in a craft, and she just like flies away? Because then they're cool. There's cool shots of the city again. And she's right. like a spacecraft or something, and she's flying. She's flying through the city. So because he's more, in a in a, like a restricted area, he's right. like you know, uh, right? And, and it's a cool shot. Like we're back in the we're back doing the cityscape thing, where it's like it's like the the camera just kind of pans across the city. It's, it's almost like the same shot, which it probably is. And yeah, probably. Yeah, probably is. And then they're they're showing this spacecraft coming in, and she's landing. It almost I remember it looks like a castle or something. Like it looks older. And it's on the outside of the city. And she lands this craft. The craft is cool, too. It's like this cool little pod, you know, she comes flying down. And, and, and uh, so she's, she's going to this place. I remember the place because it's a church. And I remember the way it looked like a real church, but they made it. They put these rafter things to make it look futuristic. Yeah, it like yeah. A, it looked like a real church that they dressed up. And she goes up to this thing, and she goes inside. But I remember the sound of the organ. Remember the organ? Yeah, yeah, because he's he's playing the organ. Of yeah, and that person. was very creepy. I, I, I love allowing that. You give me a church pipe organ, dude, and you, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. I'll write you a check. It's like I fucking <laughs> love that sound of those in the movies. So it's so it's so beautiful. I would love to be in a big church and hear a pipe organ. I would just like just love that, you know. It just sounds right. so wicked, you know. It's so cool. Especially you know, where he is, right? Right, exactly. It just sounds. It's beautiful. It's haunting. It's just. It's all of it, you know. It's just. And she's walking around in this thing, and it's all stone and stuff. So it looks like. I doubt these are sets. They're probably going around through something and filming on a location somewhere. I mean, it could. Yeah, be, and just doing a little I, set. Dressing. I doubt it though. It seems like uh, you know maybe. I mean, it seems. I think she's like they got in some old building, you know. There's got to be a million of them in, in Rome, right? <laughs> so, yeah, they're all old buildings in Rome, right. man, aren't they? They're right, they're all old. And so they go into. I remember this thing. They go in. I go, oh, this has got to be a real church. This all this all these old woodwork and the and the carvings and the statues and the paintings. And I'm like, this. I mean, and they. But that, I was impressed with this thing with the rat. Now these rafters could be there. They just look like big beams that they're painted white. And they just look like they're in the middle of the floor, like going upwards. It kind of gives it this futuristic V look. Like yeah. I, I remember going, oh, that's really 
neat if they did that because it just looks like a church with no pews in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it would be, and it got this big picture on the back. And I remember like the, the way this church looked, looked really cool. But basically she just walks in and there's this room with all these like tape machines, like, like old computer rooms. And there's this old organ in it. So I, this looks like a set. Like this was dressed up with old computers and that. And this is Toman, right? Toman? Yeah, Professor Toman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks because he's the cool. guy that's supposed to be the guy who invented Junior, the the the, yeah. the computer system. Right. So he's playing. Sorry, I'm losing my voice, folks. I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm actually like my throat actually is hurting from talking. Yeah, my mine too. So if I sound a little gravelly, that's why. <laughs> I started out this way earlier. We were talking about our voice, <coughs> not feeling our best, and uh, uh, we're pushing through uh, it for you folks. Uh, we're pushing through. Right. Right. So, yeah, like my throat's hurting. And, uh, but anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear with us. We're getting, we're getting gravelier. And uh, but anyway, he gets up and uh, he, he, I remember him. I remember liking kind of the way his. He was kind of like he puts his hands together and he like smiles and kind of bows to her. But and, and uh, he was dressed kind of, I don't know, like almost like I, I guess a futuristic kind of like maybe he was a priest. Like it looked kind of cool. Like, I don't know what he was. I know he's a professor, but it looked kind of, he looked kind of religious. Yeah, he looked like a, like he was belonged to some sort of weird religious sect. Right, exactly. Because he's even talking about mysticism and talks about how, you know, the, the junior has now has a soul and is a vengeance soul. And it's like, it's a computer, dude. Yeah, it, but uh, I remember just just the way he looked. He looked cool. He kind of, you know, he's got a beard and kind of long hair. Well, because you know? he's like, yeah, I got something with all the passcodes on it. I got it. Like, let me just leave you here alone and go to the other room. And <laughs> well, you know, it's not going to be good for at least one of them. Right. Well, he's got. He, so he, he kind of ex- goes on about what's going on, and and I don't remember what he was exactly what he was going on about, but. He shows her some stuff that looks pretty cool, and then he's got like he's got. Then he he goes to leave because he's gonna go get her some a microfilm. Yeah, um, he's gonna go get get, get her they're, something they're, a pass chip, a passcode chip, or something like that. Right, a pat. Right, he he gives her like this golden passcode thing to get in, to get access to get access to Junior, because it's because it's not it's it's not letting you 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 can't just get in there. So he, it's it's almost like a golden pass because the other ones don't look gold. He gives he gives her like this golden one that looks cool. It's got like this little. It's like a big. It's the, it's the golden key. It's a golden key, and it's got like this little thing that fits in these slots. It's it's a cool little thing. But he's gonna get her something. I forget why he's getting her the microfilm, but there's something on the microfilm that she's gonna need to see, and it has. I think they're trying to get Junior. Like there's something. She, he's wants to get in a microfilm. I'm sorry. Well, I, I think like the microfilm uh, is that he's trying to get is to. Well, do we want to reveal this now about Sam? Oh, uh, maybe not. Yeah, we're maybe. Getting, we're getting close. It, it, well, let's put it this way, folks. It, we're, we'll we'll you know give you the spoilers here in a little bit, but it reveals something about our uh, our good buddy Sam, who is 
apparently, air quotes again here, that none of you can see running things at WBS. Right. Now, interesting, they don't waste that much time. He goes to go get this microfilm, and and basically, he's he's she hears something, and she runs out, and he's laying in this in the middle of this church type thing, and he's dead. Like he got he's got a big gash at the top of his skull. Yeah, it's and like then, he took an axe wound to the head. Yeah, and then his palm is open, and the micro fish thing is in his palm. But I don't remember seeing her grab it. I, I do. I do remember her grabbing it. I think. Okay, I think okay. I do. Because I, I okay, I, mean, I was confused. I go, why didn't you grab it? Maybe she did. I don't remember. Like, but I do remember that she sees footage. Remember the footage? They they're seeing somebody, and then you see a girl. It almost looks like her, and she's running, and then she gets a fucking. She gets like hit in the back, and yeah, and that was Sybil. That's Sybil. Right, yeah, she falls out. It's like she's sitting in a confessional. Remember that? That looked kind of weird. She was like, the, yeah. like, she's sitting there, and then she opens the door, and Sybil falls out, and then she's got this look on her face of horror, like her eyes are wide open, and there's blood all over her, coming out of her mouth, and there's a knife in her back. Yep. So she's and, been she's been killed just right. like uh, the professor. So then now we've got now we're throwing in all kinds of stuff going on here, and then Monk. Like somebody grabs her by the arm, picks her, and that kind of helps her to her feet, uh, helps Sarah to her feet, and it's Monk. So like, yeah, and, and strangely but, enough, Monk seems to be in all the right slash wrong places at the wrong time. Right? Well, what's going on with Monk? Right? Okay, so Monk's there. But remember, she just flew to this place, so like, how, like all of a sudden these people are there in this church. So it's kind of weird. You know, they weren't there before. They were over at the other place. <laughs> yeah. So they flew there, or somebody, some weird's going on. So, somebody, somebody else flew there too. Right. Because they, right. Somebody it's else. The only way they could have got there. Right. Because they, that wasn't in the thing. You know, that was back at the church where, that she flew to. So now we're, we're, we're building up to Act Three here. We're, it's the, it's, pardon me. It's the night of the show. So it's, so now we got the big build up. Now we're back. We go from the church. Now we're back at the at the at the Coliseum, and it's the big arena show. It's a it's really the build up to the it's the opening thing to the show where they 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 go inside the the control tower and everybody's dressed up. Remember, I was telling you about the Victorian. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the big they're all, Victorian they're all dressed garb. up. Right, they're all dressed up for the big from the show the the big show tonight. And they're they're and they go out to the thing and it's really cool because they got these like neon bars that are different colors and the guys come riding through them on the bikes and they got these cool helmets on and the bikes are all dressed up with these wing things and there's like spears gleaming from lights hitting them and it's cool and like it looks really yeah it's very it's lit really crazily but I love yeah, it it's dark but it's light like this this dark there's lights around the perimeter of this big coliseum. That, that that they're in and then there's and then like they're just showing you what you you don't see stuff behind that it's just like it's just like the bikes in the middle everybody's dressed up in these really cool like yeah black and, uniforms would you it surprise see? you to know as a bit of trivia that there was 17 uh, at least uh, accounted for 17 injuries made during this movie oh, with all the stunts on the motorcycles and the the I fights and i wouldn't doubt that at all that that i, I <laughs> There's probably would be more, but yeah, but 17 only 17 accounted for. So like, there's probably I like at least another 
if you think about it, even with these stuntmen who are, I'm sure, were potential stuntmen, hopefully. But they have like, <laughs> some of them probably on, at least. You're on motor, you're on motocross bikes, like with gear that's put on them that probably wasn't designed to be on that bike, you know. So they're going around. It was probably pretty footloose and fancy free with a lot of that stuff, you know. Yeah, like was, guys. Uh, the stunts are very ragtag in this movie. But, like, <laughs> the, it doesn't make them any less impressive. Right. No, it, it's definitely impressive. It's a cool. I mean, you're you're basically choreographing a fight scene on motorbikes with guys in helmets. And, uh, you know, so it, it's pretty cool. But now I remember this kind of moving fast here. They're cutting back and forth. Uh, there's a scene now. She's back. Yeah, because the gladiator contest at this point is in full effect. It's, it's happening right. it's for happening. the rest of the They're movie. They're all there during the, the, this is the broadcast now. And you've got an announcer and all that shit. And she puts the golden little thing into the thing and opens the door up. It's the, you know, the security thing where she can get access to Junior. So now she's in and we're back in the control tower. She's doing whatever Sarah's doing, I should say. Sarah is back kind of nosing around. The guys during the broadcast are all, including Monk, are all back in the tower. And then on the screen, they're talking to Sam. So Sam's all dressed up, too. Well, he's always been dressed up, but they're all there. He's always he's always kind of dressed up. He's always he's got a thing around his neck, and he always looks to the nines. Well, they always do. They're, they're all look good. Yeah, so, he's he's dressed up so nice. He's missing the only thing he's missing is a pinky ring. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like like the obligatory thing that every bad guy has in one of these movies. Yeah, right, they yeah, got they a pinky ring. That's the only thing he's missing. So so they're you know they're going on about what you know they so basically now the show's on. The guys are they go back to the coliseum. And the guys are doing wheelies toward each other, and they pass each other, and it's it's a big. There's, they're getting ready for the big battle. Yeah, because these like motorcycle, like with the with the the sidecars, are almost like a chariot, like kind of run. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. So and uh, so they've all got different weapons. They're all in the front of their bikes. They 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 do they do a quick shot of like they show this guy and he pulls out a like a little. gladiator sword and another guy pulls out like a big silver hammer another guy pulls out the thing on the chain with the ball on it you know so they all got these different weapons and but now they're on and they do the full first charge they're charging at each other you know they're knocking each other off the bikes you got the guy with the hammer and the guy with the big sword and it's the big fight so obviously this is where the the no-name guys are getting whacked. <laughs> yeah, this is where a good like dozen of them. The only one that was even given a name that that dies here is Tango. Right. The other guys are the the red shirt Star Trek guys. Yeah, and the red shirt brigade. <laughs> right. They're getting. They're getting, the red shirts are getting fucking. They're getting fucking hammered, and uh, and uh, our 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 gang of rogues, the known guys, are fucking these guys up there's a there's a cool explosion i remember they show that again there's another guy who goes into a, like a something and he it explodes right and right, right. We're kind of we're kind of going back and forth between that and what sarah is trying to achieve which is basically yeah. he's trying to what they find out is do we want to give this away or what's going to happen to these guys at the end or because yeah she's i think this is about the point of the movie where she finds out herself isn't it I've been rambling on. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead? Because this is we're, this is montage time. We're showing. Yeah, because there's a lot of information and, happening here and then, in a short amount right. of time. And we're finding out more information the more that Sarah 
<clears throat> basically, she's sitting at the desk of Junior. She's sitting at the control brains of this whole thing, this whole operation. And she's trying to get this thing to communicate with her. And he gets a little bit, she gets a little bit of stuff. But now, take it from here. Yeah, well, she interrupts the game in part by riding into the stadium on a motorcycle herself, uh, which I think was like about one of the coolest parts. But she finds out from court uh, that Cortez it was planning all along to dematerialize the surviving gladiators as soon as the games are over. Right. He's going to like just dis- like disintegrate them, like the the bracelets that they have on, and she can't like Junior tells her that she cannot uh, reverse this process. Right. Access yeah. denied. She yeah, can't. access denied because she's she asking him a question and he would just, uh, Junior just completely tells her several times, access denied. And and basically what's going to happen is, you know, obviously they believe, you know, that they're this, this game is legit and that there's going to be a winner. But they're all basically going to be, after the show and the ratings come in, these guys, I think 20 minutes after it's over, they all die. Right, so right, right. He's trying but, to stop this. But I love when she, uh, uh, Sarah, you know, and, uh, fucking reveals, she reveals all this information to Drake and the rest of the guys that are left. And they, like, launch an attack on the control tower. Yeah, well, and, what happens? Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I wanted to mention a couple of the effects. They go real quick. Cause there's a real cool effect of one of the riders hitting a cable and it, and it cuts his head off. Right. Yeah. No, I didn't mean to interrupt what you're saying. I just I I remember thinking we can't forget about some of the kills. Uh, there's a cool uh, there's a cool kill where it shows and then the heads flipping with the helmet on. I thought that was cool. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Oh no but, no uh, no! I I glossed over that. That was that was definitely worthy of mentioning. <laughs> I, they, they got other kills, but that was one that I really liked. I go, oh, you got yeah, I got to do a decapitation. But, oh, yeah, there wouldn't be a Fulci movie without somebody getting something either, A, in the eye or getting decapitated. Right. Uh, the, what, what's, it's it's kind of like what you're saying. It's kind of like where Cortez's world is starting to come apart because she goes running to – she goes running out to the thing and, and meets, meets – uh, they're, they're, they're basically what's happening is they're, they're on the second leg of, of the fight, which means now they're in the, yeah. the cars. The, the, what are they called? The chair, the, the chariot races, chariot races where they've outfitted the motorcycles. Now they've joined, there's eight, what is it? Is it eight riders left? So they've think, got, yeah, I think there was eight. Uh, well, uh, oh, there's four one in each, teams. So there's four bikes or so, whatever. So now uh, you've got um, um, Fred character. Oh yeah. Uh, Abdul, Abdul, Akira. And, 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 and Abdul is with, Abdul is with, uh, with Drake, isn't he? Aren't they together? Yeah, he ends up ends up getting off of his uh, bike and joining Drake because, like his his uh, cherry his driver killed. got right. killed. His red shirt his red shirt partner got killed, so he teams up with Drake. That that's what happens. So anyway, they're 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 setting that up with the big chariot bikes, which is cool because when you're watching the film, if you they they're really they're showing them slowly going around the track, and you get a good look at the bikes. They're like they, they for a low budget film. This is pretty cool because these are yeah, built. The chariot, the chariot <laughs> race is cool. really pretty magnificent. Yeah, it is, and and then so they're all lined up in there, and so this is where they kind of go back and forth between like Cortez kind of knows something's going on, 
Well, and, like Sarah's already planted the the seed of like of discontent, so to speak, with Junior. Now she's got Junior on her side, and Junior. This is a point where I literally wrote the note where Junior tells WBS employees to fuck right off, including Cortez. Right. Exactly. So this is everything's everything. The dream is starting to crumble. Yeah, and, because uh, Cortez is like, I'm the one in charge here, and he's like, access denied. Even like you know, so he realizes even he has no access, and right. this is where like we get like beheadings, get slicings, dicings, get people getting skewered, people getting dragged behind the chariots, that even get another full body burn, you know, which is yeah, really yeah. impressive. Like Wait, it's a no wonder that seventeen people got injured making this movie. I'm surprised right. there's more. There's a lot going on here, and these chariot bikes are pretty badass. You see one where they kind of one smashes in the other, and you you wonder if that just happened. You know, like, you know, like, maybe yeah. lost like, it's kind of like, it didn't, I know. wasn't so sure when the one dude who's, I forgot which, which guy it was that fully gets like ran the fuck over by the one chariot cart. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm sure that was probably a dummy or a mannequin or something, you know, but like, Ooh, that looked like somebody really got their asses just ran right over. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's, it looks legit. So, so they did a really good job in this thing. Uh, I mean, cause I mean, I'm sure they're going slower and they sped up the footage, but it oh, looked, I'm sure they did a little bit. It looks but. good because they're they're you know they, they're the, the way these chariots are. They've got these really cool platforms to stand on, and they're and they're sword fighting each other while they're moving. The one guy's got this huge chain now, where he's chasing Drake, and he's got you know this. I mean this this guy's really swinging this thing. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm sure right, it's not right. It looks good. It's like, fuck, get the fuck out of here, you know? And uh, so <laughs> this guy's coming at you, and you're going to get hit in the head with that fucker, you know, maybe for real, you know? Uh, the one guy's got the thing, he's swinging around, and it's a net, and he gets him in a net. So now he's he's got a net around him or something, and there's a net shot, and he pulls one off. That's the guy yeah, that that's gets the guy that gets, yeah, Then he pulls him off the dragged. bike, and he's dragging, and then he's got, like, the guy's got a fucking, you know, fucking torch, and he just fucking blasts him with his fucking flamethrower. I mean, that's pretty Yeah, because, you know, why not throw flamethrowers into the mix? Why not? Yeah, why not? You know, so so this is pretty cool battle scene. This is actually, I, I like this scene as far as the battle goes. Yeah, like this battle, like it's cut back and forth with the montage of the battle as they, they kind of launch the attack on the control tower. I, right. I love both sequences are done really, really well as orchestrated. I mean, it's it's very ragtag. Like you said, it's very loose and fast, but like it, it's still orchestrated very well. It's a good scene. I mean, this is a big finale scene, and it's really good. It's a, the big epic battle, you know, and a lot's at stake here, you know, like they, you know. They, well, doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't she She uh, comes out. She, Sarah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Doesn't she stop? Doesn't they, they stop or she comes out I don't remember how that happens, but she comes out to talk, and she's actually talking to Drake, like right out there on the thing. On the, on the yeah, bathroom. she she rides out a motorcycle on, on right. the. He jumps. The, oh, don't the the see, arena. Oh, there's, another, there's another rider, and they don't know who it is. And she gets off the bike and takes her helmet off, and then we see it's her. And that, yeah, that's and when like, she reveals that they're all going to be. Uh, they're all right. surviving and, and gladiators. They'll get killed. Right. That's when they find out. She tells them about that. This all. This is all fraud. It's all fake. This is all set up. You know, like you guys are gonna, you know, it's like after this is over, you're all gonna disintegrate. 
And so that's when they plan, they go, fuck it. They got nothing to lose now. You know, so they have to, they, so this is when they all race toward the tower and, uh, and they, there's, they go to the tower and then, of course they all know, uh, well, it, as uh, they lead to the uh, tower, I think that this is where they lose Akira where Akira dies yeah. in the middle of the attack. And, and yeah, I'm trying to think, 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 think the order of events because they're out there. Didn't they have some of the, some of the stormtroopers are out there. Didn't one well, that, and then they kill Raven. They they mount the they they kill all the guards and they do Raven they uh they kill Raven uh, I think it's Abdul gets him no Abdul, Abdul gets Cortez I hope I might have revealed that a little too soon <laughs> I think we knew something was gonna happen to Cortez so fans yeah. are, hey what's up man I thought Cortez what's the got matter the- you <laughs> doesn't Cortez get away with the girl. No. <laughs> I love though. I love though. Like Cortez, like is this cutting back and forth? They're killing Raven and the guards as they're mounting the attack on the tower. And Junior is still consistently telling them to fuck off. I'm like, you know, he, he's uh, Cortez is trying to convince Junior to up the attack, and he's like, no. Nope. But Junior is essentially right. just saying, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah. Well, yeah. That's cool. They get him. They get him on their side. Uh, but but how does I'm trying to remember how did how did Raven get killed? I'm trying to re- I can't for some reason my my brain is fucking what happened? Oh, I, I'm getting the the mixed up between um, him, his death mixed up between uh, his and Cortez's. Okay, I just remember they 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 kill all the guards, including Raven. I, I I thought they just shot him, but I couldn't remember if that was how they killed Raven, or if the if uh. Abdul uses his uh, throwing knives to kill Raven, or is that how he killed him? Oh, yeah, wait Cortez? a minute. Doesn't he? Yeah. Well, no, that could be Cortez. God, God I can't, why can't I remember this? Fucking, uh, I, I remember their chase. Don't they chase Raven? And, and they're, they, they're coming at them on the field, and they're chasing and they're chasing after the, the soldiers, and they're running off. And then Raven's out there, and he drops his gun, or they knock it out of his hand. Then they knock his gun out of his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought and, they and, shot him. I thought they shot him down. That might be. I it. couldn't remember. I'm trying I'm, to. I like, might be mixing it up with between his and Cortez. My little brain. I just watched the movie and I'm trying to remember this shit. I watched it twice in, in leading up for this. I watched it once this morning <laughs> and once like three days ago. Uh, but they, okay. you can arrest a shirt from us, folks. Uh, Raven bites the big one. Right, right, right. They get Raven. I'm just trying to remember it. Well, they're chasing him. Remember they're chasing him. Then maybe they do just shoot him because they're because I remember he's running. And they go out. Oh, they, uh, oh, they gets he gets. You know what? I know what happens. He's running. He's running. He turns around and somebody gets him with a sword. And then he oh gets, right. Because I remember they gave him a good one. It wasn't just shooting him. He got a thing. He got a sword to the belly. And while he's holding the sword, then he gets run over by one of the bikes. And then that's, yeah, that's he's the one that got ran over by the bike. Right. So he, he got both. You got to give him a good one. You can't just shoot him. So they got him. So they, he gets. They get him. Now they're inside the place. They get in, and uh, like at this point, all that's left is Drake, Sarah, Abdul, and Kirk. Right at this point, that's the only ones left. I think so. And they got. Uh, and now they got. They they've got guns. They got the guns, and they're and they're going. They're running around looking for motherfuckers, and they're trying to find Cortez. Cortez. He's trying to get, he's got his pass. He's trying to get into the fucking room uh, where Junior is, and his pass won't let him in. So he gets pissed, and he throws his fucking thing. Remember that? And he's, like, trying to open the door. Remember right, right, right. That I remember, okay, now I remember where we are now with that. 
And so he's trying to, so now he's cornered and he's trying to get in. And then, and then of course they got, you know, you've got uh, Sarah, you got uh, Abdul, you got Drake. Who else is there? Somebody else. With him. And they got it. Oh, so Kirk. he's got, he, Kirk is the last one. Kirk, that's Kirk, it. Kirk. He's, he's been beaten up left and right around here. Kirk's been fucked up. He keeps fucking ticking. And uh, so they got, they got Cortez, uh, they got Cortez against uh, the wall, the, the, the door going into junior. Yeah, because they find out that like he plotted their deaths all along that he was gonna like do that to, uh, I guess to kind of like show up Sam and to take over as the station head. Right. You know, yeah. but now I, I this is where I think like doesn't Abdul after after Kirk try like they reveal that the the bracelets are gonna like disintegrate him he actually manages to rip his bracelet off but it still affects him and, and disintegrates him into a pile of ash like he's just like singed into nothing wasn't that kirk that does that yeah that's kirk that does that oh yeah kirk did. okay you said okay i thought you, I thought you said abdul yeah, oh, i might have just said abdul i meant kirk no, abdul... yeah kirk pulls it off because i remember that when he pulls it off you wonder what happened all of a sudden it kills him so they're like oh shit you know we can't just pull these off, and yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, because I wrote, I wrote a note here. Kirk, Kirk will find out the sizzling price he'll have to pay in removing that bracelet. Right, right. yeah, it gets him right, right away. Like he's all of a sudden, he's like, ah, and that was a boom. He's gone. That was because that, that's when Abdul looks down and he gets pissed off because that was one of the last of their buddies, and he, right, he he, he hits uh, uh, Cortez with not one, yeah. but like two different <laughs> throwing daggers. Yeah, yeah, this is the cool. This is the cool fucking. I was thinking of, uh, yeah, that's fucking. He starts hitting him. It's almost like the scene with the dude with the fucking stars in um, Desperado. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the throwing knives with uh, yeah, Danny yeah, Trejo. Yeah, yeah. So fucking, yeah, exactly. But anyway, so he hits him with a couple of knives and takes him out, which was pretty cool. And then, uh, we're, so we're, we're coming up on this thing, man. What's up? We didn't. We, we now, got this uh, is the. Well, this is the big reveal. Now yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, this that's, is a. Uh, I'll t I'll take this one if you want. Uh, but but it's like Sam. This whole time has always been a disembodied vi vision on the computer monitors. We've never actually seen him interact with anybody. That's because he is just that. In quotes here, Sam is just a video projection of the computer coming from a space satellite two hundred thousand miles above the Earth. Right. I love the, that. And the computer knew of Cortez's plan. You know, the Sam knew, but I wrote down what it was. Sam stand for stood for space animated module. Right. So space animated module was Sam. Sam was never a human at all, and it's just kind of like, whoa, uh, yeah, that, that's a hell of a, a big robot you know, uh, space out there in the middle of the universe somewhere, or not in the middle, but a quarter million yeah, miles. Yeah, a quarter of a million miles above our atmosphere. You know, I mean, it's just like. I like think it was this badass of like that they revealed it like oh yeah like I knew what Cortez was going to plan I was just letting him do it like he wasn't going to replace me how could he right well because they because they remember they mentioned some about getting finding Sam we'll get you like and that's when they find out like yeah yeah sure you are I'm 250,000 miles out in the universe. You ain't going to get me. Look at that. So, and it's cool. They show the shots. They show like a space shot, like a planet and a bunch of stars and like this spacecraft, like a satellite thing sitting out there in the middle of the universe, you know? So yeah. it's uh, pretty cool. 
It's like a cool again, like, really like good miniature work. Right. So now they're like, okay, so now they know what's up. It's like, well, now what? Shit. Now what? And then uh, then this where the microfilm comes back into play. Yeah, where she's got the the junior's module, the the thing that's supposed to be like his like his brains or his soul circuits. But she's trying to plug it into the system and it's stuck. She can't get it in. But then the hammer comes up. I always say the hammer because that's just that's the hammer, just Williamson. The hammer, right? But Abdul, he comes up and he just kind of he does a Fonzie move where he just kind of pounds his fist on the side of it like. Like a like kind of Fonzie would do the jukebox, right, like right, makes it work. Yeah, yeah, like he's like hammers got you, and uh, but this is also another big reveal. We forgot about somebody, didn't we? The three surviving uh, gladiators, or the two gladiators, and Sarah are attacked by Monk. Yes, Monk. This is that, motherfucking motherfucking Monk. Motherfucking Monk. There he is. Like. Door, you almost door. forgot. You almost forget about him for a while in the movie. You job. forget about him for a little. You know, he doesn't really ever stand out. We're like, oh, maybe it's Monk. You know, it's like it's really good. They do a good job at that. Um, but what it just seemed like it was awfully late in the game to re- reveal that. But I, I like that they finally did like reveal who the traitor was. He didn't just die. Like there's a whole thing with him, and uh, the door slowly opens, and they come in, and it's like it's the rumor Junior is. And then it's like Monk standing there with like this big spear type thing. And he comes at him and basically he gets blasted with the ray gun and it hits him in the face. Drake shoots him. And then Monk goes, they find out. Uh, did they find out then that he's the one filming everything with his eye or is that after? Yeah, because he re- he, re- he reveals that he'd filmed the, all their escape attempt with the that mini, uh, the, the, the camera that was like built into his, uh, his fake eye. But and what then... Ha- Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say, and then like, does I was gonna say Drake? Uh, Drake kills him, and then they remove the, the the camera from his eye, and they were they're able to like access something, access yeah. like. Well, because the, they go up to him, and you see like his, you know, it's obviously a fake head, but he's laying there, and it's like in coming out of the socket, it's like this like thing, this like electric device. It's the lens, but so they pull it out of the socket, and I like it because it's like they all of a sudden they've got like. I got excited and I actually hit my cord and knocked my mic out. Um, so <clears throat> they pull the thing out and I love this because it's like they got like no seconds left. They got like a minute. And like it's like then they start having this like long conversation about. Yeah, this is the point where I wrote no more talkie talkie because yeah, you, it's like, like, you got seconds left. What if we take this and we plug it here and then, yes, that would work because by doing this, we could do that. You know, they're explaining what they're going to do. Like, yeah, like just do it. But, You've got 42 seconds. Fucking go do it. God damn it. You know, it's like, it's funny as shit. Like my butthole's so, starting to pucker up here a little bit, man. Come on. <laughs> Sitting up in my chair, like not going, rocking back and forth. Like, come on. So, um, so they, uh, so yeah, so they go and plug it in and then they got this where they're looking all the screen. They're doing close up on their eyes. Like, you know, fucking Fred's eyes, you know, Drake's eyes. So Fred Abdul's eyes. And then yeah. uh, you know, fucking uh, Sarah's eyes. Like, you know, oh, no. And then you see all this, like, kind of weird, like, the graphics are cool. It's like this weird, like, the lettering are trying to come together and shit. And, like, what are they going to do? And yeah, it's they're like, trying to decipher the, the, to access the, the codes or the destruction codes. What's going on. And then finally it comes together. And then you can see out in space that uh, the, the WBS 
satellite thing that was controlling everything where Sam, the the myth of Sam there, the, the wizard. Yeah. He's yeah, he's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah, he is. And then it blows up and explodes. And it's cool. as I get this thing, it just explodes. And then and then it cuts to, we're going back to the city, but the opposite direction. So they're probably using the same shot going the other way. Right, now they're, right. They're back just, in, they're just reversing that shot. That, that makes it an entirely new, new, new Why scene. Not? It's a beautiful shot. Why not use it a few times? <laughs> they certainly spent the money on it. Fuck it. Why right, not? Right. Why not? They need to shoot another one. So they so they got it, and they're they're basically now they're in the little space pod themselves, and they're, they look dressed up. They're not dressed in the same shit. So now this is some time elapsed. Yeah, because they they had that sequence where they say uh, or Sarah says that. Uh, it you know destroyed Sam with two and a half seconds to spare. It's like yeah, it would have right. been with like a minute and a half to spare if y'all weren't talking so much. But right. this is the point where I don't understand. It's supposed to be time lapse. They they could totally gloss over. This is the point where I said I have a moment of contention with this movie, is that they don't explain what happens to Abdul. It just yeah. all of a sudden goes to. I, I, that's I, I knew you were going to say that because that's what I that's exactly what I said. I go you ended the movie. That's kind. Of, that was kind of cool because they, like, with the way they said it, like, you know, the whole thing about the computers, what they do, and let's do what we do, and then they kiss, you know, and it's like, okay, like this is what humans do, you know, like, you know, so they, so it's like cool. It's like, oh, that's cool. And now he's got the girl, and they're kissing, and you know, he's, you know, his wife's dead. Now he can start a new life with Sarah, and they're both heroes and all this. And I'm like, the first thing I thought, where's Abdul? Where's Abdul? Like, what, like he didn't he, get killed off. He, he was he still. You could have showed him fucking, like, you could have showed him looking at him going, you know, somewhere seeing them fly off and going, yeah, that's my boy, that's my Drake, or whatever, you know. Yeah, or just, like, have a simple line of, like, okay, you know, we won. I'm going to go do my thing. I'll see you all later. Later. They may have filmed that and didn't make it, but you can't, like, I was, that, that got me, too. That made me mad, too. I was like, oh, what happened to Fred? You know, what happened to Abdul? Like, like he lived. The three of them survived. And you showed yeah. us those two. It's like don't just assume that we're gonna not wanna know what, what happened to Abdul. Yeah, because you know? he was as, as every bit as much a major player as as Drake and he, Sarah was, but he, uh, they kind of wrote him off. I, I didn't of, like that. Yeah, he's one of the heroes. And that, that 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 I didn't like that either. I was like, Oh you oh man. You know, you know they probably filmed something that just didn't make the one of the many cuts. Yeah, it just didn't. Uh, you know, the, there's plenty of things that got cut from this movie, uh, so I'm sure that was probably one of the shots. But still, yeah, that that's that's one of my minor, or actually, that's a major gripe for me. The major thing I made, I, I didn't like I, when you said that. I didn't want to say something then because I go, oh, I know what he's talking. About. He's talking about the end, and because I in my head, I go. At least they didn't I, kill him. They didn't kill him off like they, they like they. Him. Which is cool. I'm glad they didn't kill him. But that would, I mean, if he had died a hero's death and got killed saving those two, you could say, okay, that's that's something you do in stories. Okay, great. He 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 killed. He he sacrificed. He did the hero sacrifice. And he, he sacrificed himself for the the greater good. For them. Okay, you can see that because that's in movies. But not he lived and you don't show what happened. He had to be. You know, he could have been in the pod with them. He could have been flying it. You know. He could have been, not, you know, they show him fly over. Yeah, and, could have like looked over his shoulder and be like, "Where are we going to now, boss?" You know, or whatever. Or they could have flown past him, and he was on one of the buildings, and he could have just looked over and watched them fly by. 
You know, like, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, something that, yeah, I didn't like that either. I said, no, he's too, that that's, he's too important to this story to, to not, to not explain what happened. And I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did, but yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's in a, it's it, the it, way it is. It was the way a it cut, came out. It's on, a, it's on a cutting room floor in 1984. <laughs> that's right. Like, so that footage do? is gone. I'm gonna say he watched them fly over and like kind of went, "Atta boy!" And he like, and he went back to what he was doing. You know what I mean? And uh, and uh, he had a he had a girl waiting for him. <laughs> so well, I'm sure he we'll, did, but we'll, yeah, we'll leave it at that. That's the way I'm gonna remember that part. That's all I'm gonna remember. He looked on like Lando Calrissian, and he was just like on Cloud City, and just like, right, exactly. adios. But yeah, yeah that's. That's the end of our movie. It, it does end a little bit abruptly there, uh, as we've already talked about. But that is the ending. Maybe not the ending we wanted, but it's the ending we we got. Right. And uh, that's yeah, yeah. That's the end of our movie. So you know, you know more than anybody uh, how things go around here. Uh, guests go first and give us your final thoughts and rating on a scale from one to ten. One to ten. This movie hits pretty much all the notes to a certain degree. Um, it, you know, it was very entertaining. I had a real good time, um, watching it. It was, I would did, it did what it's supposed to do. It entertained me. It was a good story. Lots of cool action, good characters, good villains, good, good guys. It gave, it had it all. Not happy with what they did to Abdul at the end. And that was too big of a deal to ignore. Um, you know, had they not told us what happened to Monk, I, it would have been like, oh, okay, that was an oversight, and you know maybe they did. But Abdul was too important. He's one of the heroes that saved, uh, you know, everything from, you know, I mean, I mean, he was one of the guys at the end, of right? Dating, and he, he was one of the major players. He should so have been. Got, I'm, I'm going to give this movie an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. I, I, I probably would have went nine or closer to ten just because it's cool. Because you know I'm always a little I'm I'm always a little bit more generous than you are, but I didn't like that I don't know what happened to Abdul and that and and uh, and and that and I, I that it, it kind of pissed me off. <laughs> it didn't yeah, it pissed me, me off too. I just so I want to know what happened to Abdul because that was the first thing I said. I go wait a minute because I kept waiting for the Abdul moment. Like okay, they're there and they're obviously going somewhere and having fun and you know they're together. And the, great, that's that's a that's a great way to end a movie. Where's Abdul? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that to us. I felt so, like Columbo was like, hey, just one more thing, one more right, thing. Right, Where's right, Abdul? Right. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, pardon me, uh, just one last thing. Where uh, Abdul? Where did he go? When was the little... <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm giving it an eight. Uh, you know, I, maybe eight point five. I'm going to go eight point five. I'm going to go eight. Okay. I'm going to do something. 8.5, I'm going to stay with that, because I did love the movie. I'm mad about Abdul, but I'm not mad enough not to love the movie. So that's that's where I'm at. Well, I'm going with uh, an 8, uh, your original uh, rating. Uh, I'm going with an 8 as well, basically for the same reasons. It was... I wanted things tied up a little bit more, a little bit better at the end. Uh, I wanted to know what happened to Abdul, and I would have given it a full-blown 9. Right. If it had of because you know there's some minor quibbles. There's a few things. A, a, a couple of the effects are a little bit wonky. A couple of the you know the 
it's, it's it's like not all of them, but just a few here and there, like the one the face melting scene. It just looked a little wonky, so that's why I got to ding it a little bit for that. But I still feel like an eight is fairly solid. Uh, uh, MVP goes to uh, <clears throat> Riz Ortolani, who does ah. the music for this. Riz yeah. or Rizzo yeah. or I always call him Rizzo, but Riz Ortolani, uh, great composer. He deserves uh, uh, the MPP award here. But like the the writers on this one, there was so many different people writing on it. They created a great story. There was three people that worked on the screen, or four people that worked on the screenplay, and two people that worked on the story. So anytime you get six people working on a story, it usually tends to get a little too convoluted. But I didn't feel like that was uh, the case here. I thought that the story made a lot of sense, and it was kind of prophetic in the manner of speaking of like. Of, it, it, it's just a great movie. Like I said, just wanted to know what happened to my boy, Abdul. That's all. Yeah, I agree. And I think we were both all strong on that. And I, I, I definitely would have gave it a nine. I definitely would have yeah. given it a nine over that. But uh, I'll, I'll stick with an eight and a half. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give it a little bit more. I'll give it a little bit. One little bit, a little bit more. A little bit more than that. But still, it's, you know, it would have been a solid nine for if, if Abdul would have been explained. Yeah, same, same. Loved the movie, though. Loved it. Folks, if you haven't seen it, it's one of those cool movies from the 80s that 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 it, it delivers all the goods. So watch it. Yep, it so. delivers in the, only the way that Lucio Fulci could. And this is a part of his later career, you know, is, uh, is this, I call it the second run of his career because he was, you know, he had like all the, 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 the zombie movies that he's known for, like Gates of Hell, City of the Living Dead, or City of the Living Dead and the beyond and zombie but then he had kind of his secondary part of his like infamous career where he did like you know he did movies like this he did murder rock or, you know uh, a, a cat in the brain and things like that there was just so much uh, just so much layered parts of his career and I, I love this part of his career so yeah yeah uh lucio fulci and riz ortolani as the the two mvps here as far as i'm concerned I agree 100%. Well, I think we'll stick a pin in this one for the afternoon, buddy. I want to thank you again. I know it took us a little while to get, get the schedules up in line for this, but as always, I'm, I have a fun time doing these with you, sir. I did as well, my friend. It's always a good time hanging out at the pizzeria. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, folks listening at home, you have been listening to us go on and on for a couple hours here about Warriors. From the year 2072, a.k.a. the New Barbarians or the New Centurions. But you can find it under any of those titles. It's on uh, Prime. It's on Tubi. It's on Plex. You can find it on any of those streaming services. And it is readily available through DVD and Blu-ray. You can get uh, Troma actually has released this. So uh, you can find that just about anywhere. And again, folks, as always, thank you for joining us and listening to Cinema Degenerations Wasteland Appreciation Month. <laughs>